Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, Cub fans, and thanks for downloading the Sunranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket, here with a brief message to ask you to become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sunranto. There's premium content all throughout the year. You get the show early and completely ad-free over there in podcast form. Plus, your support goes to support all the things that we do at the Sunranto Show, like the Cubs caroling this winter, like tickets and beer, like all the parties we throw. It goes to support the music and the Bleacher Bump Band. It goes to support the time that we put in to bring you an entertaining Cubs show. We are completely brought to you by Cubs fans, which means we are not beholden like many, many of the other shows to the corporate oligarchs that stand to influence your opinion about the Chicago Cubs. We are a fan-generated and a fan-supported show, and you should support us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's the off-season, and you don't want to miss a thing. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. Michael Cotton. Sunranto. Michael Gunn. Sunranto and the lovable Lucy. Boutros Golly. Sunranto. Michael. Sunranto. Cotton. Sunranto and the lovable Lucy. Michael Gunn. Sunranto. Boutros Golly. It's Michael, I, I know that you put all your effort into that Sunranto scream, but unfortunately, you were picked up by a Red Sox podcast in the Rule Five draft. So, unfortunately, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to leave. We're gonna have to do something else. Uh, we're, we're 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 scrambling for for people on this show. I, you know what? I'm I'm fine with that. What I'm upset about is that you didn't protect me. Yeah, well, you know, I had no room on the 40 man, you know, it's just it's it's just tough out there. Um, we're going to get to a couple guys from the 40 man roster here in a second. We got Joe Kilgallen, very funny Cubs fan, great comedian. And our old friend Crawley's going to come through because I knew he'd have some things to say about um, what just transpired here at the winter meetings. I'm Danny Rocket. That's Michael Cotton. And this show is called the Sun Ranto Show, and it's brought to you by our one. 105 Patreon supporters, one of whom is going to win this later on in the show. It is a replica scoreboard given away at Wrigley Field. It is signed by Crawley, uh, making it really priceless. 
it, ultimately it's yeah, now nobody will pay you anything nobody will pay you a thing for it <laughs> so um no very cool and um not only we're going to do that we're going to give out the amazon prize of the month later on in the show so lots of prizes uh, being given out that's bleacher bump and shot glasses and on every single show if you type hashtag chance into the chat like right now hashtag c-h-a-n-c-e like frank chance you could win a frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of doom and love and um you will be entered to win uh also at the end of the year a pedro stroke bobblehead so one lucky winner is going to win that very cool stuff. So hashtag chance in the chat right now. Um, later on, we're going to have some Cubs carols and stuff. But without further ado, let's bring on our first guest, Mr. Joe Kilgallen. Welcome to the show. Hey, boys. It's hey, good to be up? back. It's good to be back. Uh, exciting times. I have breaking news on Twitter while you were talking. Oh, yeah, please. The Cubs, the Cubs have signed Arson Judge. Arson oh, Judge. Judge. Burn it down. Arson Judge. <laughs> <laughs> you guys saw that, right? Oh, yeah. Our boy, yeah. Uh, Heyman. One of my, it's definitely my favorite typo of the winter meetings. Yeah. That wins oh, typo had, of the winter. He had Coke Hamels, too, earlier. <laughs> Coke? Cole Hamels, he had Coke, <laughs> Coke Hamels wants to make a comeback. He, I sort of got the tweets out there. He wrote, Coke Hamels is interested in making a comeback. He hasn't pitched since 2020. So, obviously, a lot of Cubs fans <laughs> had fun reminiscing That's about the Coke. That's not true. Vote. That's not true. He hasn't pitched for, since he was on the 84 Mets. <laughs> yeah, Coke Hamels was. Oh, that was a fun team. He was hanging out with Dykstra back in the day. Um, so yeah, winter meetings. Um, I mean, I I'll just come out right right out and say it: unmitigated disaster. Just the worst possible thing that could have happened happened. No, I, I'll pull a punch here. Um, it didn't. It has. There's still three shortstops out there. We'll talk about those guys in a second. Uh, Trey Turner is the only one off the board, so the thing could still happen. It's not like a signing period like maybe that would be fun if it was because then it would be more fun for us because everybody would have to get off the board at all at a specific well, amount of time that's what happened uh what, was it last year that they had like the short time it, they were they were of the lockout yeah that was yeah. so much better yeah it was fun i agree but, but uh what, what we ended up with was uh cody bellinger a, a former mvp and um <laughs> center former. center fielder and first baseman uh kind of Plugs a hole out there in a way. And um, also Jamison Tyone. Those are the two big gets. And um, before uh, somebody answers uh, like what you think of this and give me your thoughts on those two guys, let's bring on Crawley. Crawley, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, longtime listener, first-time caller, Crawley. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're just talking about the, the Cubs' two big gets, Cody Bellinger. Um, I, I'll put his stats up. Uh, Joe, why don't you tell me uh, – your feelings on the Bellinger signing here? Um, well, you know, it, it shows how starved we've been as Cubs fans for any kind of excitement because he has been bad the last few years. A very, very good defensive center field he put in last season. It's the risk is low because it's one year. So I'm not I'm not a hater on this deal. I think it's a fine, yeah, it's one year. 17.5 million is very expensive for a one-year player who hasn't been good for a while. I really hope he turns it around. I hope we have Dodger fans feeling the way Cubs fans felt watching Schwarber turn it around. So I'm okay with it. But again, it's we need we need more, of course. Um, but yeah, 17.5 million. I mean, that's incre that's incredible that he got that much. If he's bad, we could potentially have 40 million combined for Hayward and Bellinger because we are still paying Hayward 
And Hayward was actually better offensively than Bellinger the last few seasons. So it's a little bit, <laughs> That's you know, right? <laughs> um, well, and and I would call it, well, Carl, let me ask you, is, is this just Jack Peterson 2.0 except for more expensive? And you just see what this guy's got. If it works out great, you flip him at the deadline, you know, pick up some more prospects for the perverts out there. Like, what? what's your thought on this? Uh, like like Joe said, it's a, it's a low-risk, high-reward high reward you have the money you have the money to spend 20 million isn't going to affect you one way or another um and at this point if the guy is successful like and the team's bad then you flip him no big deal uh if he sucks i mean right right now the cubs ended up in a bad situation where you had two of your top center field prospects get injured okay uh brennan davis is back and then you had um canario have that terrible injury at where he hurt his uh, shoulder and his ankle and so you need someone there, man. I mean, that just is. And the Cubs were just awful at center field. I think they were the second worst as far as uh, wins above replacement at center field. They were just absolutely awful. Well, you played a third baseman out there half the year. You had Christopher Morrell right. taking over, and it was nice to see his uh, him flexing his muscles out there and, and, and center field. You, and you guys rem- aspects, you know. You guys remember, like you know, as much as I hate Almora, you know, it was you know, it's nice to actually have somebody that can play center field. Okay. It, it, it's 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 not like you can just plop anybody in there and it's going to be okay. When you watch a good center fielder, which you're going to see in Bellinger, great, you know. And, and like I said, he's a placeholder until those other guys get better and hopefully um, have a successful year. So, yeah, Crawley, uh, I think you just nailed what I hate about this signing. Okay, placeholder. You yep. said placeholder. Mm-hmm. We we don't need fucking placeholders. We, well, who, we who would you who center would, field? We players. do. Yeah, would you rather go out there and give, them, give the time and money to Nimmo? Like that would be, have been the other way to go with it. You're just going right, to give yeah. some Nimmo. I feel to- better about Nimmo than one year placeholder, and then next year he's gone. We're well, looking we at the same. To fucking be honest, like thing. we don't even know if he's a placeholder because I'll put these numbers back up. I mean, the guy here's his slash line last year: two ten. 265, 389, OPS of 654. I mean, and that's in not a small sample size. There's 550 plate appearances. Like, this guy got a chance. He was injured in, what, 2020? 2020, yeah. 2020. And then it completely fell apart from there. 165. He dislocated his shoulder, celebrating a home run. Yeah, but look, we don't – seriously, though, this whole placeholder bullshit, it's like, yeah, oh, well – we got Brennan Davis coming up. We got Canario. We got this guy. We got that guy. Well, guess what? They're not here. And they're getting hurt at an alarming rate everywhere outside of Chicago. So why? It just tells me they don't want to win. Again, So they're like, we're just putting it. Let's, let's just hold on. We're going to do it at 24. And then next year, well, uh, maybe 25. And then next year, oh, maybe 26. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. Put a goddamn team out there that you actually want. Go after guys that you actually want. Not guys well, that you're like, let's just your- give them a bunch of fucking money and have them for a year and we'll get rid of them halfway through if the season's yep. going bad. Putting up the list of center fielders right now. You had Aaron Judge, who ended up going back to the Yankees for like all three hundred million, yeah, all the money in the world for a year. Um, it, you know, and so that was. Then you had Nimmo, thirty years old. We're seven point four WAR, still out there. So I mean, it's not like that would have been a terrible option. Like if that's the way Cotton would have uh, gone, if that's the way the Cubs would have gone, I would have respected that. And, and mind you, that was a bounce back year for Nimmo. It yeah. was, yeah. 
That's not like he's not like a perennial 7.4 war. Right. So that thing evens out. He's still above maybe three, which now there's almost everybody off the board. There's like four guys I think I saw tweeted that are above three war. One of them being Correa um, and uh, the other one being Bogarts and then two more. I forget. Nimmo being one. Kiermaier would have been a possibility. Uh, Odobel, Herrera, Lorenzo Cain, obviously not. Um, He's done. Um, And then it's and then it falls off from there. Jake Marisnik, you know, Billy Hamilton, like, I don't know, like, come on. I can't believe Billy Hamilton's only 32. <laughs> I know he says oh, he, he came like, up at like twenty. That's why. I mean, look, so the Cubs have you know, and Joe, wanna, Joe and I have had this hitting center fielder. There's your guy, Joe and I. Joe and I have argued about this numerous times about prospects, and it is, and and the point of it that I always make with Joe in our argument is that traditionally the Cubs would have one guy, like this is the center fielder of the future, and if he fizzled out, there was nothing else. It was like, oh shit, there goes our one guy. What I'm telling you right now here is that Suzuki's there for five years. Ian Happ just had his best year, gold glove. I'm hoping that it continues yet to be determined, okay? And now you have this spot in center fielder. You have three guys right now that within, I would, again, and these aren't like injuries that were like hamstring Eloy Jimenez type injuries. The one that ended up happening with uh, Canario was a fluke Guy kind of ran into the baseline. It's why they're making the bigger bases, and he and he tripped over a guy. Um, now, he's gonna, now he's going to trip that much sooner, right? The, the bases, but but the point of it closer. is, is that like you you have three. Well, he might he might land on the base, and it'll be so soft, It'll be like a toilet paper commercial. You you have three guys right now that potentially could be starting center fielders in Canario, in Davis, and PCA. So you got one spot for three guys. Those guys are going to fight it out and let the best player win. It's not like the old days where, again, if, if let's say it was Brennan Davis was the guy, and then all of a sudden he didn't cut it and you had nothing else behind him. Three guys that are top quality prospects for one spot. So, I, you know, you want to sit there and block them for five years or four years. That's, to me, not the greatest thing right now. Not with what they did. The whole point of everything that they did with trading away the 2016 team was to rebuild that farm system. And you have a farm system that keeps improving more and more every year. It, it sucks. I, I 100% agree, and we've gone through this, is that it sucks that, you know, that that something happened in the development phase at some point in time where the Cubs, A, they weren't getting a lot of draft picks. B, they were trading to try to add more to get to that team. And then, and it didn't happen. But now I feel that we're in a better spot. And unfortunately, this happens. Injuries happen. Things happen. You really, I mean, we talked about it before, all the holes in the team. I just don't think you had enough to, I don't give a shit what you did to fill it all in one offseason. Yeah. You saw what the Texas Rangers did last year. And how did they turn out? Yeah. Well, oh, really? real quick though, real quick though, I got to cut. Hold on, Cotton, real quick. I'm sorry, man. Okay, People, are the, it's it's now the Rangers are the example. You know who the example was the first two months of last year? The who? Phillies. You want the Cubs to be like the Phillies? Yeah, I fucking do. Real quick though, Crawley, I agree with you about the idea of having depth, and I love that. So mm-hmm. that's why I don't want Nimmo. I don't want someone blocking center field. Hap one more year, unless you sign Nimmo for center field, and then you let a Hap go and you move Nimmo to to left. Fine, you could have me on that, but. If we were doing kind of, if we were doing a one-year placeholder at shortstop, I'd be like, "What the fuck are we doing?" You know, because we don't have shortstops right. knocking on the door, but we have outfield prospects who are knocking on the door. So I don't agree with you 
there. I think the placeholder in that position is fine. You know what I mean? I think I don't think that's the thing to be alarmed positions. about. I'd be alarmed. I'd be alarmed if that shortstop we would get out. If we sign uh, Gene Segura to be our shortstop, then I'll be fucking furious. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like in Andrelton Simmons from yeah, last year. Exactly. Here, yeah. It's very like look. But that's I'm, I'm, the thing. This is not the first year they've done this. Is D Gordon still on the board? It's, it's every year they do this. Every year they they fucking more placeholders. Simmons, you know, and now uh, Bellinger, and now like the every year it's more and more placeholders. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm done. Like we've yeah, done this George for the Springer, last like two or three years. years How about we fucking start going the other way? You know, like start actually signing some of these players for some, you know, for some years. I, get I an actual team. Even I agree. Bellinger. At shortstop, sign long term players, but not at. Not at minor positions where you got people knocking on the door. Well, and Bellinger, you know I mean? and Bellinger, even he, I mean, best case scenario, he does amazingly, and some team wants him because uh, he's totally revamped himself. Worst case scenario, you wasted seventeen million dollars on a guy, and maybe he's like riding the bench towards the end of the year as some of these injured dudes start coming up to the major leagues because they got better. So. You know, it's it's, I, prove, I, I it's, it's so. you're, at, you're at a prove it deal with this guy. He has I, to prove it. This is he wants to do what Carlos Rodon just did. Nobody wanted to give Carlos Rodon because he's always injured and blah, blah, blah. No one gave him the big deal. So he took a deal that was a, you know, one year, 20 was it two year, 20 million with the opt out. That's what essentially you're going to be doing here with Bellinger. And and I, I just I don't see any way that that you're the reason that the season's going to not be great isn't going to be Cody Bellinger, I don't think. Well, everybody says, and this might have been something no, he's overlooked. Just a, he's just a piece of why it's not going to be great. That's what I'm frustrated well, here's by. Here's another and reason I why. I absolutely 100% hope you guys are right, that these guys are going to come up and they're going to make an impact on this team this year. Or even next year. That's, you know? been, that's been the argument I've had about, about prospects is you can't pencil them in to be amazing right away. We were insanely lucky during that last run that people team. came up and were good right away. That just doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Addison, Rubble, Ky- Addison Russell, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> Wilson Contreras. Yeah, I mean, you have to just wait on that. because This is a warning to fans. Love child. Well, yeah, and then this is a warning to that fans. explains too. a lot. Right, yeah, it does. If PCA <laughs> comes up and is bad the first couple months, that don't write him off. He can still end up being good. There are Hall of Famers out there who suck their first handful of years. So, dude, PCA was in fucking uh, single A this year. One hundred yeah. to double A. He was at high A, and then yeah. he was at high A. It, it's it's well, it's a couple high years a. away. High A. I'm sorry, high A, a couple versus years low A. He, he kills it this year. He could, he could cook. Yeah, yeah, but Either. that was the first half. He was. They moved him up to double A in the second half. Did they not? No, PCA? no, because I watched was him he in high A the whole year. Right, he started low. He started low A and then went to high A. Um, but he'll start this year in double A, and people get promoted from double A all the time if they're killing it. I Christopher Morell, yeah, Christopher Morell got called up from double right. A. What I was told, and I talking, they didn't expect to do anything. You know, I talked to a lot of people that watch PCA from uh, Myrtle Beach and from South Bend, and every single one of them to a T says the glove can play major league right freaking now. As far as the batting and some other stuff, th- th- there's some work to do, and there's no doubt about that. Well, it's a good um, thing they really like defense in oh, this league. Yeah, and but but again, you you know you don't want the, this guy could be a, a five tool player when you're talking about PCA, and you don't want to do anything to kind of screw that up. And so I, I again, it's it's coming, and and again, I know nobody wants to hear it. It's not fun, um, but but well, I, I, I he's I'm, the third in the line. Yeah. 
you know, so, you know, that's I, I'm not even getting to him yet because like, you know, he, he's not he, he's blocked by the other two guys. Technically, if you want to say it that way. Now, here's the one mistake that they may have made. Uh, being that there's a dispensary so close to Wrigley Field, and th- and that is that apparently Cody Bellinger likes to to smoke the the weed. He said, "I am not high during games." Okay, uh, he said with a hand gesture. If you look at me in the Little League World Series at 12 years old, I look faded. I was not smoking when I was 12 either. I'm not high. That's just how my face looks. He's which got is a ex- resting high face. Which is exactly what you would expect to hear someone say that's high all the time, yeah. right? I'm not yeah, the word faded. Is a high guy word <laughs> faded? Come on, yeah. No one who doesn't smoke weed uses I just, the word I, I faded. I can't wait. I want. I want to see the uh, Cody Bellinger traffic stop. Excuse me. You know how fast you're going, dude. <laughs> this is how I looked when I was 12, man. <laughs> I'm not high. I thought I smelled something, so I, I, just, I can't I wait for the Co- the Cody Bellinger bobblehead uh, hobby day. You know, and <laughs> turn it into a bong. <laughs> Right. Instead, a brownie. Yeah, instead of being on a boat, it'll just be him with like a six foot bong. Right I, I do got to tell you guys, though, that th- last year, one thing that I just still scratch my head about, I'm looking right now at the old Nick Magical bobblehead. <laughs> Is that going to go down as one of the worst bobblehead? Like, like you had Ian Hep right there. It wasn't hard. I tried to I give know. it away at a Bleacher Bum Band <laughs> show. And I and at the end of the show, I'm cleaning up and I'm like, hey, I gave this away. This was a prize. They're like, yeah, they didn't want it. He left it here. <laughs> so, and now I got to try to give this thing away again. Nobody wants the thing. And by the way, that is also the prize for January's <laughs> Patreon members. <laughs> Nick Magical Baba. Well, let's talk about the other guy we got. Um, Jameson Tyone, um, you know, middling pitcher was on the Pirates. We saw him a lot. Um, four years, 68 million. He was recently on the Yankees. He was very tall. Um, he survived testicular cancer. Uh, so we, he, we know that, uh, he can take the ball in tough spots. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, but no, he's, he's a hell of a, uh, hell of a middling pitcher. Like he's an innings eater. I'll put up his numbers. We could all gawk and ogle, um, at them, um, I have them. He's Jason Hamill. He's yeah. where, where does Jamison Tyone uh, slot in go. with the lineup, with the starting the, rotation we have now? A three? Three. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was thinking too. Strong so steal than him. Last year, he took 177 innings, point, point, 177.1 innings. Which is good yeah. nowadays, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, he's basically Nolan Ryan now. <laughs> um, uh, 391 earned run average. Um, and a decent strikeout to walk ratio. That's kind of what stuck out to me. 7.7 that, strikeouts to 1.6 walks. That's right, good. That's the key right there with him. Yeah. So, and yeah, he's a control guy. Yeah. That's kind of nice, you know, because we don't have, we have a lot of pitch to contact guys. I, and I wouldn't call this guy, you know, a strikeout king. I mean, I did just call him Nolan Ryan, but. Um. So <laughs> he was ranked sixth best pitcher in free agency. Okay, by baseball trade rumors. So we're number six. Yeah, we're, we're number six. Yeah, you didn't get Verlander. You didn't get uh, you know a couple of Degrom. But again, whatever. I would have just Rodon. loved to have seen Cub fans if we got Degrom. Everyone would have been happy until that first injury, and he's throwing off flat ground, and 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 now you need you just flush two hundred and fifty some million dollars down the toilet. So yeah, I I wasn't in on the Degrom. That was kind of surprising. They. He got that much money, but it's a lot of money. But still, the years too. Rodon, He's the same age as Kershaw, isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. 
So Kershaw came late. up. Kershaw, Kershaw came up, but here, here's where he ranked. Super right? young. Where Degrom was 26. Degrom was a 26 year old rookie throwing 94 miles per hour. Now he's 34, throwing 101. Hmm, right. I wonder. And he has a lot of injury issues. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So, he's a juice hider. Calling it right now. <laughs> the number one, the number one pitcher on the market ranked was Carlos Rodon, followed by Jacob Degrom, Justin Verlander, Kodai Senga, who's still on the market, and Chris Bassett. Those are the yeah. top. And then, and then, and then Tyone. And here's what Tyone's throwing at you. This comes from Brooks Baseball. He's got a fastball at 94, a slider at 86, a curve at 81, a sinker at 94, a cutter at 91. That's pretty hard. And a change at 88, which is pretty hard for a change. And they call him kind of a, a fly ball pitcher, which most of the time at Wrigley Field, it will be blowing in. I would call it. I don't know. It can really go either way. You, we all know that pitchers park to hitters park real quick, depending on the day and where the, what the wind's doing. But um, I don't well, know. I'm it's, just excited because Joe just told us if he throws 94, then there's a good chance he'll be up to 100 here in a year or two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if he starts <laughs> juicing, if he goes to the Degrom School of uh, Pharmaceuticals, yeah, he'll be great. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's true about Degrom. I just always thought that was fishy. I don't know why people don't talk more about how he was 26 throwing 94 and now he throws 100. It's just it's strange to me. I've never seen a jump like that. And I'm not saying like 94. Like 94 was his top speed, right? He's 94, 95. Now he averages his average fastball. Degrom was 100 miles per hour. Although the Cubs seem to dominate him. If you look at his track record against the Cubs, we always light him up. And Schwarber in particular would hit him in half. Hap hits him well, too. Yeah. Um, th this is funny in the chat. Uh, Terry E. talking about the Nick Madrigal bobblehead says it's actually life-sized. <laughs> Someone <laughs> was looking for a magical bobblehead. I, I, was, I saw that, and I got, and, and, and the memorabilia huckster in me was all excited. Well, they can join the Patreon at patreon.com slash Sunranto, and they can win it next month. Um, for free. Well, for free. Yeah, kind of. Um, and uh, <laughs> Vince Shumate says, get Sanga next. And I, I mean, now here's my question. Of course, like then you're going to what they're talking about six years for this guy, possibly a lot of teams in on him. The Mets seem to be in on him. The, the I mean, everybody seems to be in on uh, Sango, right? Uh, it's like everybody has been rumored about this guy. Japanese stud. Um, now, do you think this team's going for it in that way where now you're going to call this guy your ace, slot everybody back, and, and really throw out what would – Sanga makes this a good rotation. Sanga makes this a hell of a rotation. Any one of these top uh, pitchers make it a good rotation. If you get a Justin Steele year like you did last year, if Marcus Stroman – you know, every year – every guy sucks a little bit at their first year on the Cubs, and the second year they're incredible. That's how it all goes. So, um, you know – we're talking at a good – if you add Senga, and I'll put up his numbers, uh, 29, kind of where Lester was when he got signed, not comparing him to Lester, but I'm just saying, like, is this – like 31, actually. When he got signed. Yeah, so younger than him. So is this the kind of signing that would make you believe in the in this team this year? Like, win the division, deep playoff run. Like, would Senga be enough to say that you had it, or do you still need bets? You need bats, and the, and 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 so the Facebook user put it, but you got uh, say a Suzuki, right? And he's been recruiting Kodai for a while, and then Otani is a free agent next season. So imagine that, you know. But it was you Darvish that got Saya, who kind of, who kind of wrote, who kind of convinced him to go to Chicago, and Saya loves it here. So it would be absolutely phenomenal to get Kodai Senga and and have those two guys on the team, and then. Boom, you get yourself uh, Shohei Tani to play center or left, whatever, 
and then you can trade some of those prospects that you got, and then and now you got now you're cooking. See, that's why you don't. That's why you don't get Nemo because you're going you're going straight Otani, straight Otani, baby. <laughs> Kill two birds with one yeah, stone. Exactly. Center fielder and a pitcher. Yeah. So um, Dominic Galora says rotation full of threes. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's, even Sanga's a three. That's what he's projected to be. He's not projected to be an ace. Right. Um, Stroman had a really strong second half, so hopefully he continues with that. And Steele, until they shut him down, was pitching kind of like an ace. I mean, Wisneski. he had a 3.2 OERA. I mean, Wisneski was fantastic, too. There's just uh, the only reason. Look, I like the Jamison Tyone signing enough. It's fine. He's an innings eater. Every team needs a guy like that. Um, my only thing was I feel like we have a lot of guys who have the potential to be that. So in my brain, I'm like, why not just save that money? Um, I mean, that's why we're in a weird spot right now. Uh, the reason Cubs Twitter and Cubs fans in general were getting so excited about Bellinger and even Tyone was because it's like what the moves signify. On face value, if those are the only two moves of the offseason, obviously we're all going to be furious. But those moves were a signal that there's more to come. And that's was why it, we're excited. Cotton, you know? Cotton, do you buy that? That that was a, like, oh, you know how, how they, they say like, oh, if we have this team in place, then they'll know that we're serious. And so then no doubt Correa is coming. So Bellinger means Correa. Sanga means Correa. Do you buy that that is the case? No. I mean, it's. <laughs> in a word. I No, I. I they, they don't, they don't seem to be putting things together right now for like a, a real team they're they're it, it, it's placeholders that's what it feels like is is placeholders for your deal so i will no i like town but oh, okay. you know again he's not an ace he's not top of your list i'm fine with him being on the team but if you wanted to say we're going for it we're going to actually do it. Then you got to go out and you got to get somebody who's above Tyone. I think you Jason know, like, Hamill was a good comp. I'm just, <laughs> I, you, I, it is a good comp because Jason I, I'm, I'm a looking at the situation pitcher. though. And, and going around the diamond of what you needed. It, I just don't think to just be like, yeah, we're going to be uh world series contenders. I think if you get Kodai Senga and you get Carlos Correa, I still don't think you're world series contenders. Okay. Well, the division that, is what we want. Division okay, contenders. Okay. Cause you got to get in. Fine, go ahead and get in. That's fine with the with well, with to be with. Fair, you only need right. Oh, don't pretend like you don't want the extra playoff tickets. Don't pretend like you don't. You'd be the first one to be like, "Fuck oh, yeah, I'm in the we, playoffs. We I'm call at the game the one or whatever." We call it. The I always end of go to season a, tournament around here. Sure. The end of well, the then, season. Then let's tournament. get the extra games. The end of the season tournament, whatever you want okay. to call it. What, you, what, the, the Phillies showed anything. It's get in the playoffs. I don't know what happened to baseball fans over the last five years. I don't know if it's the nerdery fucking shit up, but it used to be get in the playoffs. You need to go to the dance to have a chance to get laid. But I, get and it then, in then the playoffs sudden, used to mean something. It the still does. It still no, does. You the, just have to be barely the above 500 the least now. amount of playoff teams. It's still the sport with the least amount of playoff teams of the big four. Soccer doesn't have playoffs. We still have the least amount of playoff teams. So even though they added two, it's still the least amount of playoff teams. And once you get in, anything could happen. I'm it just going to go. I'm something. just going to go this way, Joe. Is that sorry to when you when out. you're making the comp with no, Philly? <laughs> when you're making a comp with Philly, you, you take a look. You had two great starters, right? Sure. Yeah. You you, you had uh, Bryce Harper, who was the league MVP. You had some real pieces. It wasn't like all of a sudden that just happened last season. Nick the but, Stick, Kyle yeah, and, Warber. And that team was actually built for uh, the end-of-season tournament. That was an end-of-season tournament-type team. You just have to win a couple each week, you know? Like, Eat right. the meatloaf. It's, it's, not a, it's not a long, you know, they didn't do great 
throughout the whole season. They kind of, you know, they, I mean, the Cubs swept them all the way through, including late in the year. But that team, once they, they made, made the that playoffs. playoff, they had they a got team. hot at the right time. Right, right, that's right. My point. And, and that's, the, the teams that, are, I think the teams are two different teams. Like and, and, a team and, that's good throughout the year and actually wins a division and gets like 100 wins could easily be one of the first teams out just because it's not everything changes when you get in there and there's the Dodgers were like and there's a there's a season team there's there's two different types of teams it's and it's really pretty different now than it was that idea of teams getting in and getting hot and going on a massive run that's not very common can it happen 20 2019 nationals i can name two of the last four i mean it's more common (laughs) well how about the brewers it's just that the projection people don't like it so they hate it and they downplay the the atlanta braves doesn't like it and neither does all the other fan graph shit i used to be the biggest fucking homer if i could turn the camera i could show you books upon books of sabermetric stuff and i was all about it until i started bill james wait a minute you got the bill james got all of it (laughs) I've got the baseball prospectus books. I've got all that shit and I'm now reading it and now I'm getting, maybe you, you turn 38 and you realize, Oh wait, a lot of this is just on good faith. It's like I put it in the computer. This is what it should say. There's a fucking human element here that we keep missing and it's driving me nuts these last couple of years. All of that stuff makes total sense over 162 games, but Bill James, Billy Bean, all these guys, they will tell you, Hey, in the playoffs, it doesn't mean shit. Right, like in the playoffs, yeah. like we're just at the mercy of who's having good days, who's having good weeks, who's random, who's hot right now. It's, yeah. it's right. way more that, random. Yes. That's why I'm saying it's a different. You can set up your team to be great throughout the season. Well, and so talk they about Bellinger die in the in the end of season tournament Be- because they're not set for Bellinger. That. Absolutely dog shit all year long. Goes into the playoffs last year, kills it, bats like 600 for like, uh, it was just incredible. Like, he was Jack like, Peterson one- does that, Jorge Soler does it. There are some guys who Kyle turn it Schorber on in October. Shorber turns it on. <laughs> well, I mean, Shorber did, did 46 in the regular season. So, but like, it wasn't that yeah. surprising. He went well, down. but he's got a, he's got a history of turning it on in the playoffs. Yeah. Sure, sure. He does. And again, I don't mean to get like all, I, I understand you want to be built for a deep run. And I think that is smart. My thing is this, and Crawley, you were going to make the point. I think we kind of ran over you about how the fact that the Nationals had Wheeler and Nola, who are a great one-two punch. My point is that it used to be, sure, like while you're building yourself up, this is to me a year like like 2015 turned out to be, where you could aim to contend, aim to win your division, aim to get into the playoffs. People forget teams that are in the hunt could add. Maybe there'll be an ace available in mid-July that we could add that puts us into the conversation of being a dangerous team come October. That's what I'm looking for. Let's be competitive enough so that we have an exciting trade deadline, not one where we're like, well, who's which team has ranked prospects? Like That's what I was doing the last two years, looking at, oh, this team's they might want to get rid of that AAA pitcher that's doing well. I don't want to be in that situation again. That's boring as a fan. We can make progress while still developing and still like keeping your eye on the future. Obviously, if Bellinger's killing it and we're out of it, yeah, you want to flip him, of course. But I'm just saying that like there's there's more to be done. And if we miss out on Correa or Bogarts or even Swanson, I like, but come on, he's not going to make a difference offensively. Right. They, they make it guy. they make it seem like it's like a, a these four guys, and it really is a, a three man race on that. Well, what about getting Rodon true. then if we miss out on all of them? Get Rodon if we miss out on yeah. them. 
Because then at least that's a scary pitcher in the playoffs. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Correa because Cubs seem to be still like deep in on that situation. That's the rumor anyway. Cubs are deep in. They got all this money to spend. That's all anybody's talking about is that they just the the checkbook is open. Um, Last year was with Minnesota. Had an amazing year. OPS plus of one forty. Hit twenty two bombs. He OBP of three sixty six. Eight thirty four OPS. I mean. Probably the the most middling defense, maybe of some of these guys. Like, definitely not the maybe not the glove of um, it, maybe it doesn't have Dansby's gloves. I don't think right. Dansby. I think what he gives you is amazing. Uh, he's, he's probably a, a glove. I want to. I don't want to say glove first, but that is definitely his a stronger part of his game than his bat. So between Correa and then uh, Xander Bogarts who now it looks like he might be going back to Boston. Now, what I like about Xander is the 377 OBP, 131 OB, o, OPS, 15 bombs, so less power, but um, still, like, in, in a lot of veteran know-how. He's been in the league for 10 years, like, a little bit longer than Correa. And then you got Dansby, and then it falls way off. OPS under 800, 776. Uh, 25 bombs, though, strikes out quite a bit, 182 strikeouts, but that's in 696 plate appearances. Dude was out there every single game last year, 162, all 162, 160 the year before. So um, all things being equal, um, which they're not, um, what, what do you think the Cubs do? Do they Are they definitely getting one of these guys? Like, Do they have to to make it a, a, a successful offseason and build yes. for the future? Yes, they have to. Um, as, as Joe said, you know, um, center field placeholder, no problem. You can't do that at shortstop. There's nobody coming up in the, in, in the not too distant future. And, and you need somebody to build around. Right. And so who, who else do you, I mean, why wouldn't you do, you have to make this move. That's this a has great to, question. Who are they building around this? So this far? is yeah. right. On and so team, not, not who they might get, who do they have to build on? Right. Everybody here. Like, I don't, I don't know who that is. And that has, that's where it has to be Correa. I don't, I, I'm sorry. I know people like Xander. He's great. And, and, and Swanson, we said, no, you have to get, what I tell you is, and, and everyone saw the, oh my God, it was so bad. The marquee um, lineup that they put up today. Oh, I got it oh for God. you. Oh boy. <laughs> ah, there. Oh, there it is. Hey, hey, Saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> it's like literally Horner, Suzuki, Hap, Wisdom, Bellinger, Morel, Mervis, Gomes and Madrigal. I like the quote at the bottom, Mervis in minor leagues. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like he's got a 980. He's the only one above 800 on here. It's 984, but yeah, that's all yeah, minor that's leagues. That's all triple A. Yeah. But, but, and but the DH. No, it wasn't all triple A. It, it was, it was sing. He went single, single a, double, double A, yeah. triple A. The DH. Uh, Michael, go ahead and make the point. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I pointed out that the DH on this team as the worst OPS on, on the team. So five eighty eight. They're they're really making the most of that position. The, Let's the go get hitter. this big bomber. We're gonna really turn the basically same up. same OPS of Kyle Hendricks. But you know, <laughs> it, this is the guy you got to build around. And when you look at that, there is nobody in that lineup. And I'll even say that this year, even with Wilson in the lineup, there was nobody in the lineup that really like pitchers were like ooh. Like there's no one that freaks you out, man. You need somebody. You need someone that can mash, and and that's that's Correa, no doubt. Not not to dismash Mervis, but you need somebody that can rake. Let's go that route. You need somebody that can rake, and and you need to build around somebody. 
he has to be your John Lester. It was that John Lester signing that when you talk about that, everyone's like, oh, okay, well, now we're doing Agreed. something here. Agreed. And so I, to me, Bogarts doesn't do that. And to me, Swanson doesn't do it. There's one guy left in this free agent market that does that. And it is Carlos Correa. I read a story about when he was um, doing some pre-draft workouts for the Cubs. And I want to say Dale Swain was the manager. And he's like, the wind was blowing in, you know, you know, the type of day. And he said the guy was just putting bomb after bomb in the in the bleachers. This is a guy you need. And so he has experience in the postseason, a la Lester. He's dominant as at his position, a la Lester. And and he's he's a guy that commands respect. And and, and that's it. Period. To me, if you don't get Correa, that's you know for me where I'm just kind of like. As long as he's still on the board, I have faith. I believe the second he's off the board and the Cubs don't have him, it, I, I don't, you know, yeah, you can try to do the pitching and defense and try to get a couple timely hits. I don't know how confident I am in that. Yeah. I, I, I would still be pumped if they got Bogarts, but I agree with everything you said. Correa's the guy. And and I would love to see Correa and Rodon. Like, why, you know, it's always this stuff where we're talking about, like, one player here, one player there. It's like, should go get both those guys well, and, and really say something. Cerami put this out. They said the luxury tax payrolls up mm-hmm. to 176. So if they wanted to stay under it, which there's no reason to, they could, they could go over it this year, one year, and have no problem. But we all know how the Ricketts family feels right, about because they're going to lose 40 million next year just on Bellinger and uh, and, and Hayward and alone. Hayward, yeah. So and then Hendricks rolls off. They, they'll lose a lot of money next year. So yeah, they yeah. could theoretically Stroman, Stroman go, could opt out. Stroman could opt out. So they could go over next year or over this year, go under next year in a reset. And then reset. go crazy and it resets. Or, you know, so they're they're in a yeah, financially they're in a very good place. They're fine. Financially, they've been in they've been in a good place financially since after the 2020 season. Like Biblical they didn't even need losses. to trade Darvish. They 40 million was coming off the payrolls after 2020 naturally. They traded Darvish, which they needed and cut Schwarber, which cut that payroll by $60 million. I don't want to go in the past, but when yeah. people bring up the, oh, we're in great financial position, I'm like, well, we've been. We've been. Um, I agree, though. Correa needs to be that guy. If if not, it really, yeah, it really does hamper everything. Um, Did you hear that rumor about yeah. that they were going to get Xander and Dansby? Swanson. Yeah, You know, the NBA, that happens. But you know what? We haven't had winter meetings in so long. The off season, I mean, how many shows did we put together where we were just kind of scrambling for bits and whatever we could do to fill space because 2020, 2021, where we were were like, oh shit, there ain't nothing to talk about. I I did a little bit of that. I, the other day I just, when I looked like we were going to get Xander, I did, I thought of Colonel Xander. So I did a face match (laughs) of Colonel Sanders and, Zans, uh, uh, Zansby. Zansby. That's why he's going back to Boston. He saw what you did. He saw that. And... He's like, ah, those fucking Cub fans are nuts. I can't, I can't abide by this. So, um, we got to get into this. There's one piece of terrible news, terrible, uh... awful, awful news. And that, and the one piece of good news. And then, uh, and then uh, we'll let you guys go. Uh, and we'll c- continue on with the show. Yeah, <laughs> we did face- watch Sammy Sosa. We cartoons. watched Sammy Sosa. Was cartoons. it Papa Joe? 
Yeah, that was Papa the Joe. creepiest cartoon I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. I bought it on Amazon. Papa Joe's like stupid Sammy's mom and just like, here's <laughs> here's a baseball glove, kid. Just don't say nothing. Yeah, you um, remember they would open the door and he'd come out. He's like, here, take this baseball glove. Get out of here, kid. And, <laughs> and, and that's how he hit 696 bombs, whatever it was. Um, 636, I think is something like that. No, it's 602. 609. So, Oh. 609, Mr. 609. So, um, yeah, w- I've been saying it like as soon as uh, I that we knew Yachty was retiring and we knew it was the same year that Wilson's ca- uh, career with the Cubs and he was going to get his big contract. It just made sense that they were going to line up perfectly. And I've been saying it, I know, on this show, at least for like a year since we realized that. I think even all together we realized like, oh, no, this could really happen. Well, it's happened. And uh, I tweeted about it. The only tweet I could find about it was on August 2nd, where I said, Contreras to the Cardinals confirmed. And that's when Juan Soto uh, came off the board. Katie Wu, who is one of the beat writers for the Cardinals, said their Cardinals are looking to add a bat or pursue catching. And, um, well, there it was. I, I, I could tell you this. I am shocked. Um, <laughs> I joked about that over the summer. And and somebody I forget who said don't put that even out there in the air or whatever. It's not witchcraft. And it's and <laughs> but what I would tell you is is I was shocked because of <laughs> the emphasis that Card- the Cardinals place and the way that a, ki- a catcher handles the pitching staff. Cardinal way. Right. And so is it going to suck to see Wilson in red all these times? You know, absolutely going to be awful. Absolutely going to be miserable. I'll stick by my same theory. I will never boo a 2016 guy. I will just not cheer when they come up to the plate. I will tell you this, though. Careful what you wish for. I think, and this I, I have nothing on this. I'm just kind of saying, I think that Wilson was bitter about what Dusty did. Wilson could have had two World Series rings, and it was Dusty that blocked. That deal was done, and and Dusty blocked it. So there was a trade in place that the Cubs had with the Astros and Dusty effing blocked it. So yeah. Dusty screws us again. Now here's we can, we can get back at the Cardinals, you know, big time. And Dominic Galora suggests Matt Carpenter is still Ooh. available oh for DH. You could take his shitty he is salsa. a lefty. We, we use the salsa <laughs> king of Chicago here, but uh, I, will he be able to be a better option than Madrigal though? Yes. I mean, five eighty eight OPS. Yeah. <laughs> but I am going to, I, I'm honestly going to just say this though. Careful what you wish for, because I think that Wilson should have gone to Houston. That was the smart play. Now you sit there and you go to St. Louis. I just remember how Dexter Fowler was absolutely hated on by the best fans in baseball, quote unquote, for the podcast listeners hated on his li- his career in, in, in St. Louis was miserable. And so here's what you got. Number one, you are Wilson Contreras. What does he want to do? He wants to catch. I guarantee you they don't want him to catch. They want him to DH, maybe catch once a week, play some left field. They don't want him to do that. He is following in Yachty's shoes. And you know that he, to Cardinals fans, Yachty is the second coming of Christ. Okay, He is the greatest thing that ever existed in all of baseball. And so every time Wilson, a ball gets past him, every time he doesn't catch it the right way, anytime that happens, he's going to hear about it. And Wilson's one of those guys that sometimes takes criticisms personally, a la blocking Danny Rockets, a la having to have a, uh, a, la having to have a sit down with David Kaplan at his house. He takes things personally. He runs, he runs hot. 
He's he, he does not have thick skin. And the second he bat flips and somebody bitches, we're here in St. Louis. We don't, that's not the Cardinal way. I got oh, no, they're, gonna they're be, gonna they're gonna oh. fall in love with that bat flip because he's gonna save it until he's in Wrigley. And then he's gonna bat flip to the moon like he did in uh on the south side. I, White Sox, and, which I love. Yeah. I promise <laughs> you, I mean, and then all of a sudden, Cardinals fans everywhere are gonna love the bat flip. I'm just telling you, I, I just, I, I, I foresee not good things happen with Wilson, and I just, I remember we're all where Dexter looked like every, like at every video it looked like a hostage video. He's like, I love it here. It's so great I, in St. Louis, and his eyes were just be- screaming, "Help me!" Didn't Dexter bat like 189 his first year with them? So I think that He's probably injured. hurt him a lot. Yeah, yeah, true. But, and I love Dex. No. And I thought I look, I hate Cardinal fans. Don't get me wrong. Um, I did predict this though. I had I and I tweeted these predictions. I looked at my phone on November 8th. I tweeted it. I wrote it down on my notes app first. I was wrong about Judge. I had Judge going to the Dodgers, wrong on that. I had DeGrom Yankees wrong there. Turner Phillies got that shit. Bogart's Cubs, Rizzo Yankees, I stuck with Contreras Cardinals, I wrote. But yeah. I would be sense. curious though, why there's no way he didn't discuss with the Cardinals his role. He probably yeah. told he signed with them because they're going to let him catch. There's no way he would have chosen a spot. He's catching. He's, very, and the, he's a proud man. He's going to catch. He's going to be their number one catcher this season. I totally and, agree with you, know, you. I totally agree with you because it, they had Andrew Kneiser or whatever that dude's name back there, and he was he's like batting two twelve, and I don't know how he receives the ball. I mean, he did have a couple hundred at bats, so you know, Yachty was hurt. "Quote unquote," most of the year. Going to basketball tournament. Yeah, he was down at ba- <laughs> down in Puerto Rico <laughs> managing a basketball he team. To do. His job. Then he just showed back up for the playoffs. But um, so let me ask you a question: What are the odds that Wilson catches uh, Wainwright? I don't know about like what Wainwright's tendencies are. He might be a little bit whatever. But you know, Contreras caught Lester for four seasons. And they seem to get along all right there. Uh, look, I, I think a lot of the Contreras' bad defense shit is totally overrated. Uh, there's a Twitter account at Rushing Baseball that tweeted out a bunch of stats that showed that that's kind of a lie. And it's a, and it's really, he's more average defensively and even slightly above average with the running game and stuff like that. So who knows? Maybe the Cardinals could turn around. I do find it interesting that the two biggest teams linked to Wilson Contreras this offseason are the St. Louis Cardinals and the Houston Astros. Two teams yeah, I, that seem to know what they're doing I when it comes to building say. winning teams. Like I don't like, and it pains me to say that. So who's I hope who's, the Cardinals go zero and one sixty two? But as as much as I'm, gonna, I I hope the Cubs beat the Cardinals every game they play them ten nothing. But I hope Contreras goes four for four in every one of those games. L- really let, let me ask you this though, really quick here is that who is going to do the majority of catching in Houston, no matter who they got? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Maldonado. Maybe that's but who they I don't feel know, is though. one of the best game callers and the guy that handles the pitching staff. Good game caller. A lot of pass balls with that guy. I, I looked up. Well, maybe that's why he didn't go to Houston because Christian Vasquez is coming. He got traded from Boston to Houston. Ends up getting a ring with Houston this year. He's one of the guys that the Cubs are very closely linked to. Uh, mm-hmm. The bat's not really there. I mean, that's not – it's obvious that that's what, not what the Cubs are valuing right now. They're going to value it as a defensive position over an offensive position. That's why they – I mean, it was obvious they weren't going for Wilson. And they, they couldn't even get a trade for him. That's what's really kind of frustrating. Like, same thing. They, they could not put a trade together. Now we get some, like, BS draft pick, um, like, in the second round. And then so maybe in five years there might be a guy that we got extra because Wilson Contreras signed with the freaking Cardinals. Um, and the Cardinals probably get a compensatory pick for this, don't they? No, <laughs> Actually, Theo, Theo took it away. Theo, Theo took it Theo, away. Huh? 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Theo, thank you, Theo, uh, once again. But I'm just putting up Vasquez's number. We're talking about a 32-year-old catcher here. Like, none of us are going to get excited about this. Is he good handling a young staff? Probably would make a lot of sense to have a veteran catcher do that. You already got Gomes, who's going to take about half of him. He's even older. Um, and then uh, the, the only one that excited me was the idea that Sean Murphy might be available. You could take some of these prospects you've been stacking up in, in your prospect pervert land and you <laughs> and you flip one of them and get yourself a nice young major league catcher who also not – I mean, he's got some pop with the bat. I'll give it. He had 18 home runs last year, Sean Murphy for the A's. He's stuck in Oakland where they're not – going anywhere they're not doing anything um but really figuratively yeah but his 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 game is uh is being a great defensive catcher as well so um you know i don't know much about him i haven't watched sean murphy play but i do know and joe you could probably agree with me on this guy named sean murphy probably doing pretty damn well in the city of chicago as a sean <laughs> yeah. murphy he'll be, <laughs> he'll be popular Stone. for sure yeah. <laughs> I, I would love, yeah. I mean, Sean Murphy's a great catcher, and he's got three, four more years of control. Uh, that's why it's a bummer that we had these outfield injuries because a lot of people expected the Cubs to trade from that depth right, right. to fill some holes. But then you have, I mean, we saw Brennan Davis a week ago. He says he's 100% healthy. I believe him. He looked great. Um, they only took him out of the winter league games as precautionary measure, which made sense. He was only playing, not winter league games, Arizona Fall League, I'm sorry. He was only playing in the AFL because he had the back injury, and they were like, let's get a few more bats. Otherwise, and it wasn't a back injury, it was, it was a nerve there. injury. Nerve, sorry. Yes, you're correct there. Um, and I still have high hopes with Davis. I feel like Davis got forgot just because he got injured. Like Everyone acts right. like he's some old man now. He's 22. The dude's 22, 6'4", jacked. Like, I mean, I, I think he's going to be good. Uh, I just wish... I don't know. I mean, if we're going to go defensive catcher route, fine. I just don't like the disrespect that I'm seeing towards Wilson. I mean, this guy did catch game six of the NLCS. He started game seven of the World Series. So clearly he was catching well enough to throw. I mean, Hendricks, we shut out the Dodgers in game six of the 2016 NLCS. I don't recall anyone being like, oh, this guy's a terrible catcher or anything like that. <laughs> he's a little bit, he's a little jumpy back there, which might annoy some veteran pitchers. Which I feel but like Stroman fixed- and Hendricks sung his praises last year. The, um, the whole terrible catcher thing didn't really come up until, you know, the front office was kind of like, we don't want to have him anymore. So, you know, then all that started to to leak a little more. And then, but I remember the first year that that came out might've been true. The following year, he jumped to like 15th. He, he, right? was, so he used right to be really bad. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be yeah, bad. And then he, he worked with up. his brother. He worked with his brother, William in Atlanta right. and got better at it and got so, yeah, that's not a guy I want. I don't want a guy who, if we point out where he's bad, he gets good at that part. That's, like, that's a terrible player to have on your team. You shouldn't have Just to work don't at bash anything. the guy. I don't understand why fans have to bash him. If you want to say, hey, good luck, Wilson. Uh, it sucks that you're a Cardinal. You know, I wanted the Cubs to go in a more defensive direction. That's fine. But I don't understand. Like, there's this weird thing. I think it's like a defense mechanism. You know, like when a guy gets dumped by a girl, it's like, well, I didn't fucking like her anyway. She sucked in bed and she blah, blah, blah. She was always interrupting me. Like, that's what we're doing with players who provided the best memories for us. It just bothers me. Stop doing that, guys. I saw in one of those Facebook Cubs groups today. Uh, a dude that said he is going to burn his Wilson Contreras oh, jersey, and that uh, everyone who has one should burn their Wilson Contreras jersey yeah, as well. Do it. So I'm buy it off him just because it. because he thinks that Wilson specifically went to the Cardinals because he hates 
Cubs fan. To get like, back at was... to get back at Jed. I heard some of that. Yeah. I, I was looking probably at the well, same places. And like... if he wants to get back at Jed, get back at Jed. That's fine. He didn't hate the fans. He didn't hate he did, the city. Yeah. Like, but I could see hating Jed. I yeah. fucking hate Jed. Yeah. I don't even know the guy. He well, just fucking annoys I'm, his shit out. This? Did you see this? And I don't, I don't know how much credence that. there is to yeah. this. <laughs> But Ben Frederickson uh, tweeted out. Now, who is Ben Frederickson? It looks like he's uh, like a beat writer in his picture. I think he's a Cardinal beat writer, I think. Yeah. Ben, Ben, blue check. Fred, he's got the blue check. Anybody could buy that now for. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of bullshit out there on Eight Twitter dollar. right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people I saw got blue check marks that like I saw before and probably don't, you know, whatever. We'll get it. No time for that now. But, uh, John Lester's endorsement of Wilson Contreras was part of the St. Louis Cardinals fact-finding on the free agent to work well together. And Lester, who also played for the Cardinals, um, could be particular with catchers and had issues throwing to first base. Lester is a big supporter of Wilson. So the fact that John Johnny Lester is out there standing for the for Wilson for the Cardinals, I mean, that's 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 a it, unless he's working as a secret double Johnny. agent. Yeah, but also, didn't we hear that Yachty uh, had kind of talked him up a little bit too? Like, you know, like Yachty or Molina likes awesome. him too. I mean, it's this might be one of the biggest mistakes in Cubs history. Of everyone likes him except for Jed. Wait, 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 wait. You, you are thinking that this move is going to be the worst? No, no. In Cubs one history, of, we'll one go of down them. is one See, of the Carl, worst. You've made this one argument of- before that it's not a big deal because he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. It's still a shitty. It's one of the worst ones because of the entire situation. This is okay, one of our this is- going to the Cardinals when the Cubs could have had him and should have locked him up and didn't, and it's just going to be. A a fucking pain in our ass the rest of the time he plays. Five years. Five years of just like eh, eh, so you, you, eh, so you think you think for five years it's gonna be Wilson Contreras that just absolutely dominates the Cubs and puts the Cardinals over the top, and then we're gonna to have to hear about the twelve rings and 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 uh, all that because rings, of thirteen rings yeah, because of Wilson. Rings. This is what you're Cardinals are closer to that twelfth ring than the Cubs are to their fourth. All I'm asking you is 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 that is that think about the long history of the Cubs. (laughs) I do not see it being in the top ten worst deals they've ever made. No, that's well. That's I mean the Cubs have been terrible for a long ass time. So like there's a lot of terrible moves. I know know that's a pretty low bar. Like like, yeah, Brock for Brolio. I'm thinking about the the the, the marquee the marquee countdown show where they have big voice guy who goes and now number ten. You let I mean you (laughs) you let Maddox go. Bill Madlock. (laughs) Bill Madlock, a bad one. Brock Brolio's number one. Brock Brolio's. Yeah. Lutton Schwarber, non-tendering Schwarber was, yeah. I think, is could one, one day good, be a top a ten. Yeah, Kenny Lofton was stupid. Um, even letting was... Dex go, you can make an argument, although he didn't play that well the next few years. Never Sometimes replaced I him, think, though. You yeah, never replaced yeah. him. Although people forget, in 2018, the Cubs had the highest on base percentage in the National League from the leadoff spot. People right. forget that Zobris was actually awesome I've, in 2018. I forgot it. Um, is, yeah, 2017, we struggled in the layoff spot, 2019.20, but 2018, Joe, we were actually That really only good tells me that it would have been better with Zobrist and Dexter, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I get what you're players, saying. You're right, but Dexter wouldn't have hurt that situation. Yes, yeah. and there are some players, people forget sometimes that like players play better in different situations. Like Nick Castellanos had a terrible first year in Philly. He might turn it around or he might right. be bad the rest of the way. But I really do believe if he would have stayed in Chicago because he loved it here so much and he just gelled here, 
you just do better in different places. Now, Crawley, like he's a very successful man where he is right now. If he, had to, <laughs> if he had to pick up and move to Little Rock, Arkansas, he wouldn't be the same Crawley we know and love. He would lose a little bit of that pep to his step. So, and, and different players play in different situations. You know, I always thought Jose Quintana to me was a type of pitcher who didn't like big games, although he pitched well in the playoff game. Because if you know, think about it, every now and then there's a player that kills it in a small market. They go to a big market and they kind of shit the bed. And it's like, yeah, it's a little different when you got forty thousand people in the world paying attention to you. Right? So what, who, what, knows? What, who knows? Who knows? You point. know, remember when? God, who is uh, that super tall guy? Now, now all of a sudden, Schilling and uh, Randy Johnson <laughs> when he Randy went to Johnson. the Yankees, he just he couldn't do shit. He absolutely hated it. Like people would come up to him on the street, like the New York press, and he'd be like, "Leave me the hell alone!" And he got all mad and he's like flustered. He never did it there, but like when you talk about Seattle or uh, Arizona, it's fine. It's great. Well, He's let's great. talk He's about one guy. And he looked good. One one guy who's been incredible on the big stage for quite a long time in our lives, and we got some. This is the good news uh, that we got today, which is Pat Hughes, winner of the Ford C. Frick Award, going to the Hall of Fame. Finally, um, they put his uh, name up on the marquee. Uh, Pat Hughes, congratulations, Ford C. Frick. And uh, just just a wonderful. Do you honor. have Do you have the story time with Crawley Drop? Uh, I I I could get it. Damn it! <laughs> if, if you could give me a second, I'll get you a story time with Crawley Drop. Um, but what I did enjoy was when uh, I did not know that he lived with my great aunt Better Betty. <laughs> I had no I had no clue. Here's I mean, I might, he's got like a little Afghan and some like time out, time out, time Christmas. out. They, you they were, had to pull the plastic off the couch because it was fucking with the time lights. Time out. <laughs> you you were making fun of his famous sweaters earlier, and you thought he lived in some modern, uh, uh, modern Asian type home or something. Like, what did what did you think? Was, yeah. what, well, did you he, think he, that he? I would have like been shocked if that's like, not what good. he lived in. <laughs> I like the I like the little Hummels and whatever he's got in the back corner and stuff like that. That's Absolutely. This is exactly what I would expect to Pat. If you would have like, seriously, some super modern architecture type uh, home, that, that would totally be out of character. It, it would be quite. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I got it. Story time with Crawley, with Crawley, with Crawley. Story time with Crawley, it's Crawley story time. All right, true story. The only reason it took Pat Hughes until 2023, it, it was kind of my fault. I jumped the gun. In 2020, Pat Hughes was up for the Hall of Fame, and I was 100% certain that he would get into the Hall of Fame. So much so, I contacted uh, some different people, Austin Plock, our friend. I had a shirt made up of Pat Hughes, those shirts. I used, He's got a chance, the ball's got a chance. But the original first shirt was, congratulations, Pat Hughes 2020 Hall of Fame. Oh, you raised the W flag in the seventh inning. I raised inning, didn't the you? W flag before the final out. <laughs> and so I'm excited. We got these shirts ready to go, the 2020. And now, now, luckily, they were drop shipped. So they're not in Kenya or something right there or anything like that. But I, I, I seriously was so absolutely certain. We're sitting here, same as I was today, on Baseball Hall, refresh, refresh, refresh. And I take a look and. The winner of the 2020 Ford Frick Award was motherfucking Hawk Harrelson. I know. They couldn't have been worse for you. <laughs> or for all of us, really. Oh, Put my... it on the board. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, I could, I, I, I was stunned. Um, we, we, we had Pat on Fly the W uh, a week ago, actually. And I didn't bring up the Hall of Fame because I knew hey, he's really kind of, I didn't want to jinx him. I know how nervous and, he really, really wanted this, man. And uh, 
and we had uh, a coom dog today. We had Coomer talking about him, and and we all know. I think I forgot what the year was. Twenty six years he's been doing this for the Cubs. Yeah, I mean it is absolutely. You know he broadcasted with Harry. Uh, you know just a phenomenal guy, the best in the business, the guy who seriously has made so many miserable seasons enjoyable. Um, you know, uh, Matt Cameron going to draw a Pat Hughes map. That's going to be awesome. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it comes down to one of those things where it, 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 it was long overdue. And, and, and I, I will get in this argument a million times. There is no way in, in any kind of existence in any multiverse where Hawk Harrelson is a better announcer and more worthy of hall of fame induction than Pat Hughes. None, zero, none. Aren't you going to love it when it's Hawk putting the jacket on, <laughs> on Pat just out there, like the first one to shake his hand and give him the jacket and do all that. It's going to be, Hawk I just, right I there. just see him in the corner scowling. Maybe the yeah. hologram. And, and by the way, I just, I, I literally just looked up to see if Hawk Harrelson was dead before I said that. No, I didn't want to say something and be like, oh, who is Harry Carey? I thought form. Yeah. Real quick. I thought I thought he was already announced to be in the Hall of Fame. What was that thing that Crane Kenny told him in the booth? Was that the Cubs Hall of Fame? The Cubs Hall of Fame. Was there any worry? Did he have any worry there? Like, you know what I mean? Every now and then you hear about someone making something. You're like. Well, no shit. Like that was, were you, were you well, shocked? Well, well, again, Mark Grace is in the Cubs Hall of Fame. Jose Cardinal is in the Cubs Hall of Fame. There's a lot of guys in the Hall, Cubs Hall of Fame that are not in the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame. Well, no, so, I get that. But like, I'm just saying that when it was announced that Pat Hughes was going to the Cubs Hall of Fame, it almost made me go, how is he not part of our inaugural thing? It really <laughs> did. Know? It really did confuse everybody and it confused us. Like how the same thing yeah. that you just said is like, why the hell wasn't he inducted in the first? They They have like, so they have the weirdest dude. They have a, a dude that is inducted into that Hall of Fame that's not even wearing a baseball hat. He's like, it's so old. I never heard of this guy's so like, name's like Billy, like B- Billy Jung or something like that from like 1901. He's literally wearing like a train conductor hat in his shirt. I'm like, <laughs> no Cub fan has ever heard of this guy ever. And like he made it in there before freaking Pat Hughes. Like, and, and and the issue that you had to deal with is they changed it. This is the first year they changed it. The way that it used to go was it was three year cycles. So that's why Pat didn't get in till now. And so, I mean like that absolutely crushed him in 2020, not getting in. He was so disappointed and it, it's not, I don't want to say it's not as big a deal now because you can, so they're doing it in every, so it used to be, it was, um, regional broadcaster so like someone that's with the cubs or the Sox or the brewers or whatever and then it would go to um a national broadcaster someone like an al michaels or you know something to that degree and then and then the third year was like old timey baseball wearing train conductor hats and that was the three things now it's going four years it could be any of either national or local and the fifth year is the old timey people. So, you know, Pat Hughes, if he didn't get in this year, he would have gotten in next year. But I, I was nervous. I was literally talking to Pat's people before it happened. And I was, my hands my, were clammy and sweating because I knew the call was coming in at 12 o'clock. And so, you know, I was just in a, in a flop sweat. Just, I just wanted him to get now, in. Are Pat's people the same people that knit that Afghan? Just no, yeah. <laughs> no. Just big well, I mean, these people are just like these old ladies. That... <laughs> hey, I'm sure it, yes, it kind of that's not here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. It says he 
Someone probably said, hey, do you want a blanket? He goes, no, I got this one from 1978. I don't need another blanket. Too many blankets. Too many pillows. You know he doesn't have a bed with 45 pillows on it like some people are forced into. Um, I'm sure it meant a lot to him, or he took it so hard last time because he knows how much it sucked seeing Ron Santo get in after he died. Yeah, so he probably right. was like, shit, this sucks that I didn't get in 2020, especially, especially in 2020, over that guy right? who eight the, miles the down the road. Years, yeah, people were dying left and right in 2020. So and Fred McGriff got uh, mentioned, Dominic uh, uh, Galaro. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I can't read. The crime nice. dog. Which I love. I love that he got in. I didn't realize how good he was for us. He was. He only played, you know, we had to beg him to waive his no trade in 01 against Tampa. But then he had a full season with us in 02, and he was awesome. He had 30 home runs, 103 RBI, 858 OPS. He was a very good player for us. Yeah. Yeah. The crime dog, I remember. 18. Yeah. It, 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 but, you know, looking looking at Pat, it, it's like you said. I mean, you know, I, I, I am not going to London. I made the decision that I did not want to go to London. I just looked at the Field of Dreams and had so much fun there. I looked at the stadium in, in England, and I'm like, meh. It's just, it, it's like they put a baseball field inside of a soccer stadium. Yeah. Exactly just not that super did, yeah. impressed. And so, but now. Crawley's only up for baseball fields in cornfields. Corn loved field. it. Not loved soccer it. stadiums. Loved it. But I am honestly now thinking about a trip to New York to Cooperstown. Yeah. That'd be very cool. And uh, my nephew and my sister and brother-in-law went last year. And you, if you haven't been, it's, uh, it's just incredible, especially that weekend. If you can. Get your hotel now because there is nowhere to stay around Nothing. all that place. So if you, and that's just my advice to everybody that if you're going to go and want to uh, celebrate that with Pat, like look into it now because it gets picked up, booked up real fast. And uh, Carl, I can't wait to hear your uh, podcast with Coom Dog. I love, I love the Coom. I, I still want to go out to Coom's corner and like have the Bleacher Band play. That's, that's that- where he broadcast it from. That's where he recorded it today. Uh, they have um, a coat drive going on in Lockport. At Coombs Corner, and I said, "Are we still on for the uh, for the for the live podcast at Coombs Corner?" He said, "Absolutely, anytime." Got to get out there. So, well, I'm dropping the link for the the Apple Podcast link for Fly the W Podcast, and also, uh, Joe, you've got a show coming up real soon on Friday, and um, let's see where did, I made a note as to where that is. The Laughing Academy in Glenview. And uh, tickets are what, 25 bucks or something like that? And then there's yes, 20 people. $25, and it's BYOB. So that's why the ticket price is a little high. Normally yeah, it's I'm not like, bad. Bucks. It's not bad, but it's BYOB. It's at the Laughing Academy. It's um, I the the last year. Yeah, drop the link in there. So if you're in the northern Burbs, even northwest Burbs, Glenview's not too far, easy to get to. It's old Glenview Road over there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great time. I saw, uh, I saw, I saw Joe's show in uh, Schaumburg, and it was an absolute blast. We, had, I took the wife. We had, a, we had a good time. Thank you, Crawley. Yeah. So at the um, improv, right? Yeah, at the improv out in Schaumburg. I was there. <laughs> I like you. Ago. Like at the improv, right? That was you. <laughs> Wait, was that me? Well, it's called like the Chicago. There, it's you know. called, isn't it called the Chicago Improv? But it's in Schaumburg. Yeah, it's the Chicago Improv <laughs> in Schaumburg, and it's not improv. It's stand-up comedy, but it's called the original. It's a chain <laughs> it's, of comedy clubs called the Improv, short for improvisation, because they started off as jazz clubs that then started to bring on stand-up comedy, and then they just became a stand-up comedy thing, even though. It's kind of like the Utah Jazz. Why are you still called the Utah Jazz? (laughs) Change the goddamn name. 
And I really wish they were just called the stand-up. Call them the stand-up comedy clubs. And don't pretend you're in. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Bears moving to Arlington, but you're the Arlington Heights Bears if that happens. I'm just a big yeah. believer in be the name of where you are. There's nothing wrong with living and being from the suburbs. Just admit that's where you are. Like, that's what kills me. About calling now, the Chicago I'm from improv. Arlington Heights. I'm the Arlington Heights Rocket. That's what there they call go. me. The AH Rocket. We the, grew up in Arlington Heights together. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. Didn't know each other. Northwest suburbs well represented on this show. I'll tell you that much. Um, so well, I wish you luck on Friday. Uh, Thank you. Uh, ho- hopefully, I uh, wish us all luck uh, with uh, the, this coming off season. Well, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Um, stay tuned. We're gonna have a Patreon commercial. We're gonna come back and give away this amazing prize, which is a replica scoreboard signed I by Crawley. <laughs> Making it a priceless heirloom for the whole family to enjoy. So, um, yeah. Thanks, so, get, so uh, thanks, thanks everyone. For, thanks for coming on. Danny's and, getting uh, a text later about Crawley pissed off. I signed that for <laughs> you, Danny. <laughs> Stay tuned. Drink Club Four Hundred beer, and uh, we'll be right back with just more. So, show. Just Danny, just so you know, you got that. We got those, and I signed it the night uh, that they opened up the induction to the Hall of Fame, uh, Cubs Hall of Fame. Exactly. See, it's all coming full circle. All right, we'll we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, we'll be right back. Stick tuned. Later, guys. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agark Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But Super Ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Rancher levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Okay, we are back and we are ready to give away a uh, prize to the Patreon person of the month. I'm going to bring up the wheel of names. Uh, Can you see the wheel of names, everybody? yeah, there it is. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna click this to spin, and the winner will be receiving this Ooh. replica scoreboard. Oh, I thought we were gonna get cheap airline tickets. No, no, no. They, they, ever since the pandemic, uh, you know, it made uh, uh, airplanes expensive somehow. <laughs> Chicago <laughs> to San Diego, cheap airline tickets. I can see it on your screen. Oh, I I know. Let's uh, here. Let's let's click <laughs> out of that. Like that. No, no, no the... free advertising on this show. Okay, we're <laughs> clicking to spin. Round and round she goes, and where she stops, nobody knows except for the wheel of names. Uh, who will be the winner? It is 
Jim Henry. Not oh, steel driving man. Yeah, do not be confused uh, with Jim Hendry. It's Jim Henry, a fine Patreon supporter. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. You will be receiving a message from me um, telling you that you won. So uh, congratulations. And uh, let's talk. Uh, we're going to give away more uh, in the show, but I did want to say that if you look on the top of our screen, there is a PayPal uh, QR code. There's a Venmo QR code. If you're not a Patreon subscri subscriber and just want to give us a buck for doing this show, it's a great way to do it. Buck, five bucks, ten bucks. Uh, let us know that you love us because otherwise we won't know and uh, we may just stop doing this show now. The the only way we know that you love us is through singles. Yeah. I mean, it, we're, we're just like strippers. Basically. If, if you don't stick something in our G-string, how do we know you? How do it? we know that we're loved by you? <laughs> So let's talk about some players that were loved by some other teams around the major leagues. Thought I'd go through some of the big signings that have happened recently. I'm sure there's been more since we've gone on the air. But uh, ex-Cub Jose Quintana, who had a hell of a time of it with the Pirates last year, ended up getting traded over to the Cardinals, who still and he did quite well. He got two years, $26 million over at the Mets. So yeah, uh, Mets don't give a fuck. They They're just, spend just spending, 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 spending. I love it. If only our team was owed by a billionaire, that would be <laughs> so awesome. If we had a billionaire who spent his tea, his money on the team that he loves. Um, uh, Anthony Rizzo, this is old news at this point, but he did get signed by the Yankees. Resigned. It makes all the sense of the world. He loves it out there. Cubs really screwed up by not, uh, and I know the money, and he should, he could have stayed, but it wasn't enough, and there was insult. And either way, Anthony Rizzo will continue to perform. He got two years, thirty-four million, seventeen million dollars a year, pretty much, um, forty million dollar guaranteed. Uh, Jose Abreu, also old old news. Cubs missed on him. He ended up getting three years, almost $20 million. Uh, that's, I think, more than – I mean, it was funny because a lot of people are like, well, that's more than I would have spent. And I'm like, well, guess what? You don't have to spend it. Yeah. Who cares? If you wanted Obreu, go get Obreu. Who cares if you need the extra year? Doesn't matter to me. He probably yeah. still hits. All the money in the world. The Cubs – okay, the Cubs don't have a first baseman. I mean, they have a – you know, maybe with Matt Mervis, people talk about, or uh, you're going to move Patrick Wisdom over there. I've heard that a lot too. You know, and then you just don't have a third baseman. But I didn't Morell, think maybe Morell now plays third, but we, we still don't quite know. I what didn't we think have Wisdom was that great at first. You know, maybe Morell, if he's there all the time, he'd be better. But Wisdom strikes out half the time he's at the plate too. So, like, there's you can upgrade all over the damn place. You know, you need these guys in. Pinkus you know, says PJ Higgins. Yeah. Abreu gets three for 58 and a half. No way the Cubs are touching that, especially when, you know, they wouldn't give Rizzo even close to that. Rizzo is like two years younger than him already. And he's, you know, going to be done with his contract a year before Abreu. Robert Sanchez. I can't stand fans who worry about saving billionaires. Oh, I know. It's just Dude. like. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't want to have to have them to have to pay the luxury tax. That'd be terrible for us. Like, that was one of the things that kind of drove me nuts about the whole Bellinger signing as well. People, I think people like it because they're like, well, it's only one year. Then that money falls off, and that's a good. It's like it's like no, we want good. We want good players, not a guy that batted two hundred. Yeah, why? Then, why are you concerned about the you know that they'll have more money next year? Like. Spend so, your money now. You have plenty of it. 
We also missed uh, the other first base. It was never really seriously talked about in terms of the Cubs was Josh Bell. Two years, $33 million to the Guardians. And um, then, of course, we already talked about Trey Turner getting 11 years, $300 million. But God damn it, I like deals like that. And, and no trade. It makes me hard. No trade costs. No trade clause. That's what they did with Harper. They're like, you're our guy. We're sticking with you. And what that does to a person's mentality, like, I know what they say. Oh, if he has to play for it, it's competition that you need. I'm like, no, that, and that is not true with capitalism either. Look, if, <laughs> right. no, it's stupid because if I am totally and they try to keep workers afraid for their jobs at all times. So you don't ask for a raise. You don't ever try to get more vacation time. So you don't have a good quality of life. So you don't get a retirement. So like just you work for the bare minimum, give them the bare minimum and they will compete and they will compete and they will do better to try to just get that little bit more. And that's what, uh, you know, philosophically, I think some of these owners who read too much Ayn Rand uh, in their early twenties think, I think that's what they think. But I think the Phillies are thinking of it differently. And, and, and I agree with it, even from a capitalist point of view. Let's say all of a sudden I'm living more comfortably or I even know that someday I will have a pension that I can live on. You know, Americans don't have that. A lot of us don't have that. They're like, I'm going to eat cat food. It's like the number one thing that Gen, Gen X says. Someday we're all going to eat cat food. We're just being there eating cat food cereal because we don't have retirement. Social Security would be gone. Now, now. If, if you want to stimulate the economy, let me know that when I'm old, that there will be enough money so that I, that I won't eat cat food. And guess what? So, I because you'll spend, spend your money all, now, all right? My money now. I'll spend it all. I mean, like, because you'd be de- over there tipping extra, 20% on dinner, like doing all this stuff. And instead, I'm like, no, I got to squirrel it away. I need $1 million. Otherwise, I will die eating cat food. That's good. So, and that's the Phillies mentality right now. They're like, we're going to bring this dude in. He will be... Our guy, we trust in him. We're going down with the ship, and we believe him to age well. We're going to take care of our guy. He's going to be around a long time. We're going to do this together. And that is a different mentality. That is telling Trey Turner, you are set up. You don't have to compete in that way anymore. Now your job is to compete against every other team that plays the Phillies. Yep, and and the Cubs are over here and looking at the whole situation, and they're like, you know what? Let's invest in cat food. Yeah, because exactly. in, in everybody years, cat food's going to be fucking going through the roof. That's where we're at. God, seriously. <laughs> it's, it's all cat food from here. Oh, cat food. I'm There's gonna, our new shirt. I got to write that down. Yeah, it's <laughs> all cat food. Yeah, I want to make a shirt that just says intelligent spending and show up down at Wrigley. Yes. So, um, or oh, I'm a God. fan of intelligent spending. Um, and then Aaron Judge, nine years, same thing. Yankees. They, they took care of their guy. Even all of a sudden, like Rizzo's all of a sudden their guy. Like, we're taking care of our guy. Rizzo, you're coming with us. You're our guy. Now he's going to get a statue at Yankee Stadium along with Aaron Judge. Like, everybody thought Aaron Judge was going somewhere. Aaron Judge was just like, I just want to go see. Maybe. You know, but yeah. he ultimately is like, eh, those places aren't really as good. Like, I really want to be a Yankee, you know. And he knows what being a Yankee for life is going to mean. You know, yeah. that's that's a going to be a big deal for him. I mean, it is, I don't care what team you play for. It's a big deal to be there for your whole career. Um, yeah. You know, the other thing with Trey Turner, people are talking about the fact that uh, San Diego offered him like 40 million more and he didn't take that. And everybody's like, I can't believe he didn't take it. He didn't want to be in San Diego. Yeah. Like the weather he, is terrible. He loves. Well, but he was in Washington. 
He played with Harbor. He likes the East Coast. It wasn't about the money. When you hit $300 million, it's about where you're going to live. And he wanted to live on the East Coast. And he wanted to play with his friend. Like, he's fucking set up. Yeah, he's, he's born in Florida. I mean... Whatever it's uh, the frustrating thing is that the Cubs are not playing in this world. That's what's uh, this is. There's a lot of money going out. Say what you want. All cat food. It's all cat food on our side of town anyway. And uh, yeah, Cubs didn't get a single one. A little bit of house clean. I thought this was interesting. Braylon Marquez, who had been released, I guess, not tendered a contract, was then re-signed by the Cubs on a minor league deal. Um. Then there was a bunch of uh, – so that's kind of good. He's still rehabbing his shoulder. We know him. He was <laughs> supposed to be the secret weapon that everybody called him, and then he you know, just wasn't. It, this is a, this is a flack, throwing on flat ground scenario. They let him go. Nobody picked him up, and then they brought him back. Like, nobody wanted him. And yeah. I don't know. Well, and he's obviously a talented guy. Uh, but it, it just hasn't come together. Injuries have set it back, and you know we just hope for the best because he was supposed to be a big part of the team. Um, the Cubs lost a guy named Ryland Bannon. They lost a couple of guys in the Rule Five minor league draft. So I don't think there's any point in going through those names. <laughs> I mean, really I've never dope. heard of Ryland Bannon ever. Yeah, exactly. We got a guy uh, named Jose Aquino who the only. Um, tape on him that anybody could find that Bleacher Nation go go take a look at this that Bleacher Nation put in their article was of him down in the Dominican Republic throwing on flat ground on just like a like dirt like the, I don't even know if they measured sixty feet six inches he just <laughs> he just throwing there's like a chicken walking around like it is uh you know just not. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at here. I'm like, is this really, is this where we're at in the news cycle of Chicago Cup fans? Like, because those stories didn't used to get talked about at all because there was good stuff happening that we wanted to talk about, like signing big players, yeah. which we don't do anymore. Um, The last piece of news before uh, we, we're going to do another contest and uh, is the, um, that the, the Cardinals announcer, TV announcer, busted DUI, <laughs> Dan McLaughlin, um, Jurgo stuff says, I wonder if he was heading to Tony LaRusse's on Facebook. Um, erratic driving on I 270. Uh, this is his third DWI arrests. Um, yeah. persistent DWI offender. I love that it's persistent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to keep doing it. You can't stop me. I persistently get an Uber's drunk, but you know, that, that ain't illegal <laughs> yet. Um, McLaughlin though, don't worry. He's, he's got a good publicist because he wrote via a text, no excuses. I'm dealing with this and seeking treatment that I need. I ask for your privacy for me and my family while I deal with the treatment I need. Thank you. So and Castellanos deep to left field. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, I hope he does get the treatment because uh, he's obviously fucking up. I see it would only take one time for me. Like I have definitely made the mistake of driving drunk in my life. I have done that. I never got caught doing it, but, and uh, but I have stayed awake nights being so scared that I w- would have gotten caught that one night that I was, you know, should have been behind the wheel or, uh, or just totally mortified that I could have killed a family of five or, you know, I'm just disgusted by my behavior in those moments. It's why I live in the city because I like to drink. 
and I don't <laughs> have to drive. I lived in New York for half my life, lived in Chicago for the other half. And like, you know, I'm going to keep it that way. If you got public transportation and a good Uber system, you're the city for me, yes. you know? Right. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so why don't we give away um, now a lot of people, they used our Amazon search bar, which is you can find it at sunranto.com slash Amazon. And uh, if you use that and uh, you just buy stuff you would regularly buy, in fact, all you got to do is like fill up your cart, buy all the stuff you were going to buy at Amazon, get your cart all set, then go over to sunranto.com slash Amazon, click on our ads, and then just check out We Get Credit for Everything. And you could win a monthly prize because here are all the fabulous items that the ranters have uh, bought. I, I like this a at bowlingball.com, uh, they sold a microfiber ultra dry bowling grip ball. You got some Orbit gum. Yeah, a little Wrigley's double mint gum there. Yeah, Cubs related. What um, it, it's now, so we, like I find it odd that people buy shit like gum on Amazon. When I when I buy yeah, gum, it's because it I want cart. gum right that moment. Like, I'm not like, ah, two days, I'll have some gum. <laughs> well, you know, if, if you're a regular gum chewer, you know, maybe, you know, you're just going to be. Did, they did order 40 packs. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to have gum around the house, you know. Uh, there were 74 items in total. Uh, somebody bought a pepper grinder or a salt grinder. So it's basically like a utility grinder. Could be either. Um, so Or a uh, finger grinder. You really want to get somebody to talk. Yikes. Um so, no, a lot of great items here. 74 in total. Um, uh, uh, Noel, uh, Noel Christmas T-shirt. I, I like that. Uh, Try not to suck T-shirt somebody bought. So, anyway, lots of great items. And the way we do this, there's 74 total items. They all correspond to a number. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my screen with the random number picker wheel this time. And uh, we're going to we're going to see which Amazon item number wins and whatever comes up. Now, I can't see who bought what I can just see what was bought. So um, you have to come forward. Unfortunately, if you bought something embarrassing you have to uh, and you part. won. Uh, yeah, you have to take credit for what you purchased. So round and round she goes where she Wheels stops on oh, the bus. Go, go round and round. round. Oh, number twenty eight. 28er. Eighter is the winner. Now let's take a look at what that would correspond what was to. 28? That would be on the, the first page, I believe. Uh, number 20. Oh, no. It would be nope, on page second page. Yeah, okay. Second page. Number 28 is, oh, my God. Cracker Jack original coated popcorn and peanuts. Whoever bought the Cracker Jacks. Well, first of all, we know you're a baseball fan because I can't imagine ever eating Cracker Jacks outside of a baseball game. <laughs> you know, I'm never, never like in the, the jewel checkout line, be like, you know what? I'm going to get some uh, some gum and some Cracker Jacks. You know? I, exactly. <laughs> All these things we're talking about are just the things that you see in the checkout line at the jewels. Like, yeah. You just grab it. So, uh, oh, uh, Corey Furlong is taking credit for the gum. Gum, not a winner. Cracker Jacks a winner. Who, hope, hopefully somebody will take credit for that. By the way, Corey hooking me up with the nice uh, Cubs Hawkeyes hat that I'm wearing. I'm loving wearing that one around. People are digging it. Everybody wants to buy it from me. Well, you are just so handsome, Michael. So uh, we uh, <laughs> every now and again, we do a, a little segment on this show, being that it is Christmas season and uh, it is the season of giving. I thought we'd do a little good, bad and the ugly. 
I need a drop for that. You really do. <laughs> the whistle was a good try, but man, that can get away from you. All right. Well, uh, Danny didn't do this. He, no, he brought he it up. It. He said, we should do this. And then he didn't do it. Yeah. But I did it. So we're going to start with the good, of course. And I'm going with a Chicago Cubs uh, golf bag. Now, I, bag. I actually love this bag. I look at it, it's like got a cooler in there for like a six pack of beer. And I I mean, I'm a golfer and it has individual slots for your clubs, which anybody who golfs knows that's the bag you want. You want the one. This is like 300 bucks at Amazon. I, I saw it and I was really kind of bummed. Um, you can get it at, you, you you get it at right Fanatics. There, it's got all the logos on it right under the Cubs. It's got four different logos and stuff. It's good. Yeah, you can get this one at Fanatics too, which is actually better for the Sunranto show. Like we get a higher percentage. It's the same price, but we get more and Jeff Bezos gets less. Yeah. So so if you like the golf bag, buy it. I I like I mean, that's it is quite sexy. Yeah, I that is I a mean, sexy ask. I mean, he's got the three different Cubs logos on the side and then the W. I mean, there's all the different Cubs logos are all over this thing. It's really just well done. And yeah, you know, I don't golf. I am not impressed by things usually <laughs> like this. And I was like, surprised at that. I was impressed at this bag. I was like, I it's a, it's a, that's a handsome bag. My <laughs> choice. It is. It is definitely a good, but give me, give me, give me the bad though. Cause this is hilarious. Oh my God. <laughs> this bad what, is what maybe the, the worst yeah. thing what I have ever Christ? seen yeah. on Amazon. It's amazing. <laughs> this is the 2008 Upper Deck Presidential Running Mate Predictors baseball card what? featuring John McCain in an umpire's uniform yelling at Hillary Clinton, who is in a Cubs uniform, and she is kicking dirt on his feet, and this is the presidential predictor, so they thought uh, Hillary would be running against McCain in 2008. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want this baseball card. It's this pretty, baseball it's card incredible. costs $374.98. It's the only reason I want it because it's so <laughs> expensive. And I just want to be like, I have this is worth 400 bucks. It's like better it, keeping your money in Bitcoin. It's totally one of those things where like this thing only exists. Like there's probably like three of them that exist anywhere because obviously this just didn't happen. And who the fuck would have bought this in the first place? Who would have bought it for the dollar fifty that it originally cost? Probably, <laughs> you know what I mean. And now we're gonna drop three seventy four ninety eight on it. I like oh the, my goodness! I like how um, Karenish Hillary's hair is. Oh my! It, <laughs> oh, you're right. So like, Karenish. She's got she's got the shy party aunt going with yeah. the hair. <laughs> and I will say, she kind of looks good in the pinstripes. I'm, you know, yeah. She's, she's a Cubs fan. She's got some good legs in those. Uh, she's filling out those pants. She's a Cubs fan. <laughs> so at least she wants something. And <laughs> <laughs> she's the one selling it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, give me, give me your ugly. All right. Now, ugly is you know, of course, at this time of year, uh, terrible. Ugly sweaters are a thing, right? Well, you know when ugly sweaters aren't a thing in the summertime because it's hot. But don't worry. Now you can have an ugly T-shirt. That it looks is, like an ugly sweater. 
like an ugly sweater, but you could wear it in the summer because it's not hot. It's short sleeve t-shirt, ugly ass, like Cubs checkers and, and but at least it's only 15 trees. bucks. It's like, it is only 15 bucks, yeah, 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. At the very least they're not trying to get like 50 bucks for this thing. Like they are with some of the ugly sweaters I might add. So right. This it is, is on Amazon too. I just, I've been dropping the links for all this stuff in the chat. Yeah, by the it way. is quite, uh, it's quite affordable. And if your friends or, you know, other members of your family aren't Cubs fans, if you notice, if you're looking at this, there's all these other little things because you can get this for like 20 teams, Every 20 team. different teams. Oh, God. Why? Well, See, you, could, you could have a collection. This is why our society's failing. <laughs> it's because, like, like, let's take an ugly joke and make it even uglier. It's like, no, we've gone too far again well uh we're gonna have a just a one more commercial break and then we're gonna come back we're gonna play just a few uh cubs christmas carols in fact just uh one of them really and then we're gonna do some announcements get the hell out of here uh, we got a uh, secret ranter that's announced we got the cubs caroling coming up and of course you don't want to miss tfc's they're quite enjoyable this time i can guarantee you but uh stick tuned um here's a commercial for sun Ranto shopping which you should be using for all your christmas gifts we sell a lot of shit if you're like most americans you buy shit lots of shit sometimes you buy shit for other people sometimes you buy shit for yourself and sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive so why not buy shit through the sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com shopping we've got tons of shit you can buy Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit. That can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Welcome back. Um, we, we love you We need an all. affiliate link for uh, cat food from now on. Yeah, well, unfortunately, it's basically MLB.com. It's Cubs.com. <laughs> Get all your cat food there. Um, so uh, we have a, a Christmas parody song going on. Uh, the winner of it will be winning this incredible near mint Leo DeRocher card, which is really cool. Leo, um, I did, Yeah, I did look it up. It's worth about like 75 bucks, so it's not like a shabby prize, you know, so – um definitely uh it's not hillary clinton and john mccain it's actually exactly. a good card a, yeah exactly um well it's i guess it's not that rare and it's near mint not mint i i know that the, the great people that grade this stuff it it goes um they, they go pretty uh thorough with that stuff but it goes Michael, like mint spearmint peppermint um <laughs> cool yeah. mint cool Doritos. Mint. yeah Cool mint Doritos. Like, I don't think that's a thing, actually. It's it's when people have like the Doritos shit on their hands, but then they touch the card and it's all fucked up. <laughs> so, um, speaking of fucked up, uh, Michael, you've uh, entered the contest. Now, I am ineligible 
because I, I am a professional parody writer. I literally do it for a job. So I just want to tell everybody out there that, that Michael's going to set a bar here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I, I'm My job in this contest every year is to show you that, yes, you you're not going to be the worst one. Yeah, you can too. So, um, so please enter and I'll I'll tell you how you can enter. All you got to do is either uh, email me sunranto at gmail.com and a video is really preferred because then I can bring it on the show and I don't have to do all this stuff with your audio and get it ready to put on the show. So, um, if you can make a video, even if it's done with like one picture, uh, you know, just do that if you have the, those technical skills. If not, I might make a video for you. But uh, send me the MP3. Send me you singing it on a, on your phone. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the, it just is about having fun and uh, making fun of the Cubs through Christmas songs like, and having a good time with it. So um, this is Michael's song, Hoyer Sells. It's the first entry for the Sunrancer Song Contest, which you have two more weeks to do the two weeks from tonight we will be announcing a winter it'll be our last show before the christmas break and uh you can win that card here's hoyer sells you got anything to say before you start i'm i'm sorry (laughs) fair you're gonna love how the uh, video i made with this hoyer sells hoyer sells just like Bing Crosby. The trade deadline at Wrigley. Ding-a-ling. Our rebuilding. Let's just wait till next year. Now, <laughs> Rick is this whiny. Is, this is Shitty signing. Dressed in Tampa Bay style, winter meetings, a feeling of failure. Teams are laughing, ages passing, Cubs won't sign extra years. Yeah, you're and you're on barely on that pitch. Oh, I can't believe I'm on it at all. I really need somebody like. <laughs> way down there. <laughs> it's spring training in Mesa. Oh my God! Still I'm crying over here. This is—it's gorgeous. It really is. I'm, I will say this: husband. so far, you are the best one. <laughs> now, okay, so. This is actually the second song that I did. Right. Patreon users have been, unfortunately, uh, subjected to the other one as well. Uh, A David Bodie season to Holly Jolly Christmas. Um, You've heard the both. What do you think? This one or David Bodie? Well, the David Bodie at the end of that one. Uh, I mean, I really, it, I don't even know what song you were singing. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like, you just went off. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's like something went wrong with your brain. And all of a sudden you just started singing. Like, I don't know what you were, what you were going for, but it certainly wasn't the song that you were intending. I um, mean, it, I, I started there. I started with that song. Right. I mean, you, you don't want to, you don't want to do a cover that sounds just like the original. You gotta, you gotta do your own thing with it. 
Well, I'm looking forward to everybody else uh, getting in on the action. Um, it would, you know, it really is just a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we're, we're down a guy this year because we lost Dan Nielsen, you know, and, uh, you know, he was one of the, you know, the stalwart uh, performers that we had. And um, so you guys got to make it up. Do it for Dan. I know a lot, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll get around to it. I'm bored and stuff. But, you know, this is you got to do it. You got to do it. We're having a lot of fun. And also, uh, Cubs caroling is coming up as well. Um, I've got, I do have a couple of um, suggestions if you're, if you're uh, not sure what to do. How about this? Um, it, you know, the Cubs signed Miles Mastroboni, or they got him in somehow, some way. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about it on this show because it's we're like, not, eh. we're not sure how he got there. We're, we don't know if anybody wants him, but they're stuck with but him. He, but he's around. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, but uh, how about, um, have yourself a Mastrobony Christmas, something like that. You know, I think that you could make something with, out of there. And then how about um, a hologram Harry Christmas? Dun, 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 dun. That's give, the give David a, Bodie season, man. Yeah. Well, I know you <laughs> Well, I mean, sometimes you get, uh, you know, a couple of repeats on the songs. Mm. You know, I've I've parodied some of these songs probably 50 times already in my life. Yes. So it's all about the lyrics, really. Yeah. So here's how you enter. Uh, post on Facebook. Tag me. Send me an email. Sunranto at gmail.com. Tag me. Throw it up on Twitter. Tag me. Uh, you know, whatever way you send it to me, tag me at Sunranto Twitter, Sunranto show, Sunranto Facebook ranters, all that stuff. So um, announcements. Uh, Cubs caroling is coming up and. um yeah, you should come to it because it's going to be a hell of a good time. Michael, you're not coming, right? You can't come? No, again. Yeah. I can't come. Very sad. But there is quite a few people that are coming. I think people so need to take group. this as a warning. Don't have children because you will not get to go to Cubs caroling ever. There, There is an Evite. <laughs> you can bring your kids if uh, you get them a fake ID. Um <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not the best uh, role model for your children, but you know, hey kids, I know when you get a fake ID, Donald Clark. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> so uh, there's an evite for it. Um, I've been posting it around, and you can find it. And um, I'm also going to post a Facebook um, uh, event to it as well. And um, just join up, one or the other. So I don't think there's like 50 people coming. It's just 25 people that joined both. Um, so, and then the other thing I uh, want to invite you all to is we're doing the Sun Ranto Secret Rancher. And I've also been posting this around. Uh, we do this on Elfster. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can buy a, an ugly Cubs t-shirt for somebody. Yeah. I mean, in, if, well, it's, and it's fine because you probably don't know who you're buying it for. So, and they and don't like know you. Bucks. Yeah. So it's 15 bucks. So I, I think we're doing like a 25, 20, $25 limit or something like that. And then you could put a wish list of what you might want and people can choose and keep it Cubs related. It's a great, uh, great way to have a good time. Um, so uh, Bernie Barron, she'll, she'll be there. She said, cannot wait. That is who I get to go. That, that, that is how I get to go. My kid is over 18. So he's yeah. already got a fake ID, fake ID. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> um, so uh, hashtag chance in the chat, by the way. I don't know if people, I have not seen a lot of hashtag. There were chance. a bunch early. Oh, there was. A, uh, okay. Yeah, we got, we got a few entries coming in. Um, uh, so where were we? Oh, yeah. TFCs, these flexing cubes. My, I got a kind of long one. 
Uh, you know, that's what she said. But um, <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah. No, I <laughs> so I, I'm just going to go and, and I'll just kind of paraphrase this whole thing. But Steve Trout, former oh. the rainbow, un- <laughs> <laughs> the rainbow trout <laughs> yeah. on Facebook has been going full January 6th. OK, oh, so God. here's what he here's what he says. And it, this is long and it, you could probably guess the rest of it if, just from where I'm starting. He says, I don't know about you, but Lindsey Graham says Joe Biden can't call him president is clueless on the border spelled B-O-A-R-D-E-R. By the well, way, he border, is clueless on that type of border. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair. It's true. You've never had an Airbnb. Um, <laughs> so but uh Lindsay, come on, get real. He is part of the group who want to make this great country a CCP-controlled dictatorship. That, of course, is China, um, China Communist Party. He is behind the open border. Of course, border spelled like B-O-A-R-D-E-R. Yet, once again, multiple times throughout this post. He goes on and on about letting in the criminals and the drugs and the felons and the gang members and terrorists and everybody who's going to, uh, you know, screw us with the Chinese Communist Party. And this is the best country in the world. And Joe Biden's letting in the, the communists and the border should be closed and, you know, dereliction of duty. And we got to make January 6th happen again. And he literally says that, like, oh let's make God. it happen again. Yeah, no, he does. The cartels are going to control our country, are going to destroy it. No, he's really not saying too much different than like Noam Chomsky in some ways, you know, but Steve's obviously unhinged in this situation. Yes. He's going off about Fauci and the Chinese take it over. And uh, he concludes with uh, this I wish that Fox or someone would show all the places that the Chinese Communist Party owns and is invested in just in the US. From land to food to business, they will soon be in our politics, and then it will be too late. To spelled T O, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then not not only that, um, but you know, he was he also did this huge post to Elon Musk. Oh, this is a God. shout out to my favorite person, who is a knight in shining His favorite armor. Person, yeah, his favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know something you write to your grandson. Yes. You know, you're my favorite person. Um, this is a shot of my favorite person who is a knight in shinning armor. Ah. Yeah, shinning. Um, uh, <laughs> I only, I only wish I could meet you and tell you to your face, Elon Musk. You are my hero. You will bring shame to those on the laptop. Hunter Biden, of course, and the scamming of the 2020 election. <laughs> Go get him, Elon. Yeah. He goes, he goes on like this. But see, this isn't even my TFC because Steve Trout is just an unhinged oh, old is... man living down in the villages and just you know ruining our ruining the rest of ruining sure Jet X's you, life, making sure I'm, we eat cat food. I'm sure when you call him Rainbow, he cringes. He gets real upset. <laughs> That's the whole problem with these idiots. They used to be the hippies. Yeah. So, uh, but that's that. That's not even uh, that's not even the funny thing. So, uh, I'd rather be at Wrigley. <laughs> he tweeted back to my sharing of all this. He tweeted back. He said, "I'm looking forward to Steve Trout bobblehead day, complete with tinfoil hats." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be. That would be amazing if they handed out like 5,000 bobbleheads and 10,000 tinfoil hats. <laughs> Welcome back, Steve Trout. He comes out with a big tinfoil hat throughout the first pitch. <laughs> Uses, grabs the mic from Wayne Mesmer, starts ranting about Biden. 
and Hunter's laptop. Yeah. Oh. And drag queen story times. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh Rainbow. So uh, that that was a long one. See, I told you I had to go first. So go yeah. Ahead. Oh well. I know you got a bunch too. I, well, no, I only have two. One just is multiple things like yours. But uh, here, my first one though, this got posted before the Wilson Contreras uh, signing, but it's a Cardinals fan out there saying on the third day of the winter meetings, Cardinals gave to me one drunk announcer, two Morgan Wallen concerts and a relief pitcher. I've never heard of. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they went backwards. They went the wrong way on that. Like nothing in that made sense for the song you have no idea how the 12 days of christmas goes do you tina citizen journalist (laughs) the only that's why i sung it because i had to match the idiocy that was going on in this whole thing i don't know but i I love that even the cardinals fans are are recognizing some of usually when you sing it i get more confused but like this time i actually like brought the whole thing together for me so this one's mean this next one um so Clint Frazier, you know, we've had him and his, his lovely wife, Kaylee. This is we've... this is the first time Danny's ever posted not the uh, most famous well, picture. She's of... a married woman now. I have to have some respect. Oh, so okay. um, but, you know, they, Clint and Kaylee, they got married. Actually, they got married, I believe, the same day I got married on uh, November 26th. It might have been a day or two before, but same weekend anyway, because we were all posting about it at the same time. And so Clint Frazier, there he is, looking very dapper and handsome. Kaylee looks beautiful. They had a beautiful wedding. They looked like they had a really good time. Um, everybody's asking about his sneakers and stuff. But some clown just just couldn't just leave it alone. It is let them have their nice time. Because uh, this guy, Rollo Scano, says, surprised you were healthy for this celebration. Oh, man. What a dick. What a dick. Well, what's funny is that I also saw somebody. Funny. Yeah. Somebody posted that on one of your pictures as well. It was weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you made it? <laughs> How? How? Clint. Tequila and lots of it. You had, you had a picture of your wedding, Danny, and right under it said, Clint Frazier better. <laughs> <laughs> so you got another one? Yes. I So this one, you just got to jump in here on the, the Aaron Judge stuff. And here's one of these $8 blue check marks from uh, the game day MLB. Uh, says, welcome to the Bay, Aaron Judge. And it's a big picture of Aaron Judge in a Giants uniform. It's got the Golden Gate Bridge behind him and, you know, the Giants logo, all this stuff. Do you mean arson judge? (laughs) Arson judge, yes. Arson judge. Mork calling arson. Come in, arson. Well, and of course, everybody jumps all over this, whoever posted this, because Aaron Judge did not go to the Giants. And instead of taking the L... And just go, no, no, this person how did they has get to. Him the, how did they get that picture of him in a Giants uniform, though? That's a, <laughs> they had him try it on and everything, apparently. I know. Had him run, run around the Golden Gate Bridge, according to this picture. <laughs> run around, yes, he was running around the bridge. Uh, <laughs> like, try it out, Aaron. You'll love it. There's sharks down there in the bay. This is him at Alcatraz. It's just a shot with the bridge behind him. Showed him where the bird man lived. It was awesome. <laughs> Amazing tour. So everybody's jumping on this dude, and he says, uh, I didn't report it, LOL. At John Heyman did. <laughs> so <laughs> the fuck. So Don Shula, 
the great uh, Miami Dolphins coach oh, says, uh, "Didn't know he was alive." You didn't give him credit if he's your source. <laughs> so I love the fact that you know he's getting called out by everybody for absolutely being wrong, and then you know his his whole defense is, "I didn't, I didn't credit the person who told me." <laughs> I did not credit my incorrect source, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, these people uh, loving it. it so really it had to, that has to be a blue dollar, uh, a blue dollar, an eight dollar blue check mark on that thing. Uh, I mean, it's it's the dumbest thing now. It's really so hard to know what to listen to. People are asking questions. They're like, "Can I trust this guy?" You're like, "Yeah, he breaks a lot of stuff," and you know, but people don't know anymore. <laughs> can, can I trust this guy? Yeah, no, like, well, I don't know. We do. Yeah, what does that tell you? I mean, I mean, if John Heyman's on TV and he's like talking about arson, and I mean, I, it's one thing. That's why I don't want Katy Perry's wet booty wet hole. Booty hole, break yeah. something. Dude, I broke news. I broke news. Before. That's true. So, not accidentally. You know, <laughs> I mean, most of the one time I was drunk under I mean, under confidence that you weren't supposed to. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's the end of the show. Nobody's there. There's like four people watching left. It was like during the height of COVID. I was like, ah, still stuck at home. <laughs> what the fuck? What, I, I, what did I break? I broke uh, Arietta. Arietta, yes. See, and he ended up sucking. So I don't want to break no news because I'm, it's not. I think good. you broke Arietta. <laughs> he was it. great before you said anything about him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, TF's uh, uh, chance. Hashtag chance in the chat. This is your last chance to get it done. Um, Michael, what are you feeling about maybe doing a discord after this? I'd, I'd go on for maybe like half hour. Cause I know people probably have stuff to say. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to, but I, I think I'll head I over. do a half hour, uh, you know, but people, you got to show up. You don't show up. I'm leaving. Yeah, and th that's another thing I'll say. If you're not a Patreon uh, supporter, you get access to this Discord channel, which is you know just kind of like the private ranters page, and we all go over there. And and I'm trying to make use it more, you know, because I'm an old man. I you know learn a new technology and shit. But I do enjoy Discord, so I when I remember that it's a, that it exists, <laughs> sometimes I do use it. So and go on, yes, go on Discord if you're a Patreon user. If you're not, if you're just one of those random assholes that take this stuff up for free, go to Reddit. We have a Sun Rancher <laughs> page on Reddit. You Get the fuck Reddit. away from Facebook. That's it's it's a yeah, cesspool. It's garbage. Point, yeah. Twitter is starting to fucking fall apart. Reddit yeah. is blue, the answer. We can we can all hang blue, out there. Eight dollar blue checks everywhere. Got blue light specials breaking fucking stupid news. Like it's yeah. Might as, and what's the point? Who cares? You'll find out eventually when the season starts who's on the fucking team. All right. So, <laughs> right. You're fine. You got all through, you got January, February. Like, who cares who breaks the news and how fast you understood it? Like, if you hear tomorrow, it doesn't matter. They're not playing until freaking March. So, as, like, ask John Heyman how great it is to be first. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> He's having the worst week ever. Yeah. Uh, what an idiot. He's probably drunk. So, um, all right. <laughs> Hashtag chance in the chat. All right. The winner is going to win this chance postcard. Then we're going to, I'm going to go pour myself a drink. Uh, well, actually, for, let's just give away a chance postcard. Here we go. Rich Blomkvist. 
Congratulations. You are the winner of the chance postcard. And congratulations, Rich. And you are another- richer still. You're richer still. And uh, I will be sending you a uh, message of hope and doom. And you are also now eligible to win the player, the um, player, per- what does it say? Player personalities, Pedro Stroke Bobblehead, where he's like, got the microphone and everything. Pretty cool stuff. Um, so I got one more. Um, I got I got a parody for us. So it's uh, this comes uh, from me. This is I, I'm not entering. This is just going to try to inspire everybody to get out there and write about <laughs> anything Cubs related at all. Just have fun. Have a good time. This is the flip side of my song. As yeah, bad as mine was. the range that you could be within. <laughs> You're kind of anywhere in between these yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere in between, you'll be good. So, uh, <laughs> so this is Clark, the pantsless mascot. We'll see you over on Discord. Uh, Spagog. Spagog! God, I haven't said that. You know Orbit and Stomper and Bernie the Brewer. Philly fanatic and Southpaw and Blooper. But do you recall the most buck naked of them all? Clark, the pantsless mascot, doesn't have on any pants, never has shorts or slacks on. While he's entertaining fans Bearing his bare, bare bottom During every Cubs home game His parents never taught him About embarrassment or shame Always showing his high knee And his stubby tail Wear trousers or tights Clark's living the pantsless life All of Chicago loves him And his lack of modesty Clark, the pantsless mascot Rated R for nudity Rated R for nudity Clark Put on some damn pants! Merry Christmas.